Hello there, everyone, and welcome to a special, question mark, episode of Super Cast Brothers. You know, it's that Smash Brothers podcast thing where there's, like, some people and they talk shit. I don't know, bunch of weirdos, but uh, we got a special one for you today. Not just today, but we got a special series that we're putting together here alongside our normal uploads for the season. Uh, obviously, you know, there's me here, Xantok, always known as Lister. We've got Jonathan, otherwise known as Jono. And then we have a monster from an old Game Boy game. What are you doing? Hey, that's me. It's you. Who are you? I'm Ebit. Ebit. Yeah. From that old uh, children's anime slash Game Boy Color game. Magi Nation. One That's of my faves. I couldn't think of the name. All I could think of was Elibits. I was like, I know that ain't right. <laughs> Ebit is a dream creature from the forest of Narum. That is yes. him. That they, is me. They look like bushy squirrels. So does the Ebit that we know and love. That's also true. Mm-hmm. Now, for those video watchers, which I know there are far less of you than there are uh, audio listeners, you'll notice that uh, we don't have our cameras up. We just have a great big old graphic of the, the Flat Zone stage from Smash, and that's all that's on the screen. That's weird. That's unusual. We, we've been doing videos and graphics since Season 3, or was it 2? Season, season two. 2. It was Season 2. Wow. Oh, God. So what's the deal here? Well... Because what we're doing today, there isn't room for our cameras. There will be some additional graphics, but there's no room for our cameras because of them. We're beginning a project here. We In season four, we kind of teased this a little bit. We had an episode, an on-topic about what if Smash Bros. had started on the NES? And the, like the very first game which was on that console, how many characters there would be, who they could be, what the combat system could be like, would it be like traditional Smash or not? What could there be stages? Who might even be the one working on the game? Because it wouldn't have been Sakurai. He would have been a bit too young back then. So we're doing something very similar here. We're kicking off a whole series where we're basically going to do the same thing. Imagining what if Smash Bros. started on the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. But this time we're going to be putting the huge focus on the characters. Well, the three of us here, me, Jono, and Eva, have all created our own roster for what we think could be possible, slash, you know, there's probably a bit of mix of personal bias in there, because, you know, it's hard to get rid of, uh, those rosters. And we're going to be spending this episode revealing those characters, and then debating between the three of us who the character should actually be between our three rosters. Because we may have all have our own picks, but we're going to have to solid solidify it down to just eight characters total. And then once this episode is done, there will be a follow-up for the Super Nintendo for making a sequel where the characters that we chose today will be automatically in the next roster, and we will pick eight more characters to be added to that one. And then we'll do game or N64, and then GameCube, Wii, Wii U, Switch, all up until a hypothetical next-gen console. And we'll have on different guests for each episode, because if we're doing something like this, we might as well get as many different viewpoints as possible, we'll broaden our horizons to all the various game series, because, you know, John and I, we know a good amount of games, but we yeah. don't know them all. So, that's it's a good thing you game. two know a lot of games because historically I don't know a lot of games. Yeah, that that is our joke that you don't play games because well you don't play games. <laughs> it's 
really not even a joke. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. Hey, but an honor to to come join uh, and kick off this series with you guys. I'm really excited to to give it my all and and talk about games I've never played before. Just... Actually, that's not true. <laughs> when it comes to the NES, uh, I it's one of the first consoles that I I played. I I picked up the. I came. Uh, I was born. I came to this world, and I I had a controller in my hand and it was the nes box shaped you, controller you was born i was born all right then i, I have to ask you a question then since you're saying like nes is like a big thing for you did you play the game that each of your characters come from not every game and not as a kid um definitely not every game and not as a kid for sure so that's okay i haven't I'll either <laughs> i'll have to go through that with you but uh maybe as we go the ones that i have played though uh fond fond memories for me so very excited to, to come through with this all right well before we officially begin i figured we should i should go over what the rules for with for this because obviously you know if we're making an idiot smash brothers we can't add bayonetta because she doesn't exist yet that wouldn't Damn. make any sense where the hell do I have that written down? I have it in one of my many, many tabs. I have notes. Okay, so for NES Smash, we've set forward a couple rules. One, of course, as I already mentioned, there are only eight characters in this roster. We can only pick eight for our own, and these all these holes rosters are going to be condensed down into one solid eight at the very end. Additionally, uh, we left open room to have one third-party character. doesn't necessarily mean we have to have one. It just means that we decided to open the gates in case we wanted to. Now, I do know that all three of us did suggest a third-party character, but there is no guarantee that any of them will make the roster. We may decide, screw it, let's keep this Nintendo only. Is we don't? I don't really know that I could say whether if there was an NES match that there would be any third-party characters on the official roster, but we thought it add just a little, like, a little bit of a wild card effect to it, just to have a little bit of fun. This can't be 100% realistic. I mean... It's NES Smash. There's, there's no way this game would even be possible way back then. No fucking way. I wouldn't <laughs> dream. But uh, then the only other rule we had was that there had to be, as mentioned, like Bayonetta doesn't exist yet. We had to set a deadline on when characters could be added. So we said that only characters that have, have premiered in a game by December 31st, 1989 could be eligible for this. That means some huge Smash characters like Kirby. Uh, can't make it in here because they don't exist yet. Kirby was not made before the end of 1989. He came in like, what, 1990, 1991? Like somewhere around there? So Kirby will be you know, eligible for Super Nintendo. We may not pick him. I don't know. That's the next episode. We'll just have to fucking see. But for now, the poor Pink Puffball, he's, he's just a dream of a madman who will eventually become real. So, with that, unless you two have anything else that you think we need to go ahead and add in, I think we should get this started. I think we should. Would you believe me if I told you that Kirby's Adventure was 1993? Ah, shit. Well, that's still eligible for the Super Nintendo episode, because that episode's <laughs> going to be a deadline of the end of 1995. Wait, Spoilers. 
did we just figure out that we could have done Kirby this episode? Is that what you're saying? No. He's saying Kirby came okay. out in 93. This episode okay. definitely was 89. Oh, I stepped out for a moment. Sorry. Dear God. All <laughs> right. With that, here are our very basic graphics for those video listeners. Uh, as we're going to be doing this, we're going to be going one by one between the three of us, revealing one character at a time. That was in our initial eight roster. We're not going to do this whole big speech on each of them for now. Just do really like a quick blurb about maybe why we picked them or we think they should be on. Uh, and then once all the characters have been revealed, then we can go into the uh, the harder debates. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> we're going to go in order. Me, then Jono, and then Ebit. Let's begin this shit, shall we? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's shall. I'm going to start things off pretty fucking obvious. It's Nintendo. You gotta have the Mario. If he's not in, you don't have a game. Shit. Shoot. We're all doing the Mario? Do the Mario! (laughs) I don't know the lyrics. (laughs) It's like swing your arms and then something. I don't know. And then something. Swing your arms, clean the toilet. (laughs) <laughs> he is a plumber. He is. He a has plumber. that going for him. He, the, that was the yes. dance he did in Superstar Saga. Correct. We you fight a toilet in Superstar Saga. This is confirmed. Yeah. All right, Jono. Okay. <laughs> for me, speaking of toilets, let's move on to Jono. So accurate. Uh, Jake, thank you for joining us today. By the way, what a pleasure it is to have you on for this inaugural episode. Okay. So, my first character that I shall reveal from my list, believe it or not, is a controversial choice. Uh, but it's, it's Mario. Oh. Wow, you have Mario? Yeah, it was tough choosing between him and him and a question block, but... That's... I also have a shy guy, but maybe next time. Actually, he, that, that may still be on the list. Who knows? Who, who, who knows? Ebit, who, who's one of the characters on your list? Oh, well, one of the characters on my list is is a very iconic character from the Super Mario Brothers video game. Oh. Um, and it's, uh, it's the piranha plant. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I picked, I picked Mario as well. And, and in case anyone was wondering why, uh, it, it kind of... It kind of was the obligatory one. It's, um, yeah. You like you said, Lister. Uh, we wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have a lot of things if we didn't have Mister Nintendo himself. Which is, um, it would be it would be pretty shocking to be missing Mario. It would be a pretty big snub. I mean, if we were, we could always send Luigi to go find him. <laughs> That's true. You know, it's funny where we're talking about how necessary is, but depending on how this conversation goes, he might be the one to get the snub. Uh, It's technically possible. We could decide not (laughs) to include Mario. (laughs) That would be a dark world, but we'll see what happens. Well, speaking of dark worlds... Hey. Another character that is on my list and is, I think, safe to say, an obligatory pick... Not that we have to all do our obligatories right out the gate, but, you know, the transition was there. We have the hero of, well, not time yet, not wind yet, not the wild. He's just the hero for now, and it's Link. 
Oh yeah, that guy. If there, if you only, if there was only going to be two characters in a Smash Brothers game, it would be Mario and Link. From that '80s TV show. Yes. He has to kiss his princess. Oh God. <laughs> Captain N spirit. Why is there not a Captain N spirit battle? Jono, get on that. All right, I'll get on Captain N. Okay, but reveal your next character first. Okay. <laughs> my my next character, you may call him a temporary hero. He uh, isn't in your party for long, but he leaves an impression. I legit don't know who this is. <laughs> Someone who truly represented his colony with honor. Who wanted to only... Oh, God damn it! He just wanted to retire. It is the Kavesi soldier from Colony 9, Mwamba. He doesn't exist yet! Damn. It's actually also um, Samus from the Metroid series. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> he, um, also, I guess, a conscripted soldier in a way from a sci-fi series, so huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> and and you, Ebit? And me. I I also picked the hero of legend, Link. Nice. When you have, when I was thinking about it with the, um, with the first, like, these are the, the top two titans of, of Nintendo, and I want to get them out of the way first, because... There's really no suspense there. Um, we all know that they're going to come through and, and be in, in the rosters. Um, well, they might not be, I suppose, but uh, the Hero of Legend with like all kinds of beautiful and fun items to, to play and, and choose from. The, the raft, the flute, could be could all be very interesting in, in uh, NES Smash Brothers. So we'll, we'll talk true. more about that. I think we will. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's it seems a bit of a stretch. <laughs> All right, another one for me. Uh, so this character, they see here. Here's the thing about this: is we we're trying to put ourselves in the mind of NES. Yeah. So we're so we're also trying to like not think too much about like what is the future of Nintendo and video games and whatnot. But that's also extremely hard to do. It's it's impossible to completely negate that. But this next character on my list had a pretty good presence on the NES before they disappeared for a while. Uh, they were also fairly present in the arcades, and they even had a uh, promotional game with a celebrity. Mm. And that's Little Mac from Punch-Out! Yeah. Interesting <laughs> pick, interesting pick. Yeah, Sm Smash Proper made them wait until uh, Smash for Wii U, but maybe there's hope for them to be on Smash NES in this other future. Mm -hmm. I, li I like what you said about about uh, an iconic um, crossover, an arcade tie-in. Lots of Little Mac, I think, had a lot of things going for him at at the time of the NES, and and I do think that he seems like he would be, practically speaking, a shoe in for for how popular he was, and and kind of remained throughout the years in in sort of cult circles over time. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Mario Brothers movie yet, Jake, seeing all the 
a punch-out cafe and, and having the punch-out boxers framed on the walls in there at the beginning. <laughs> that was so cool. Too cool. Yeah, it was. Um, speaking of uh, characters that were on the NES at the time, which I suppose would be everyone we're, we're talking about. Uh, every right? single one of them. <laughs> yeah. And also characters that maybe disappeared for a while after the NES or the 8-bit era, and, but eventually made a glorious return, uh, including in Smash proper. Uh, I will give you... I will send you an angel other than myself. It is Pit from Kid Icarus. Interesting. I, I hate the original game because I suck at it, but love that boy. <laughs> you get a lot of NES games. I can say they were they were pretty tough, but I can play Mario three. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the 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 common term for that, or at least the term I've heard for it, is calling it "quote unquote" Nintendo hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard that. Back is back in this era of games, like they they were quite grueling to get through, and if especially with like a live system that was very reminiscent of arcades and quarter munching and that type of, uh, I mean, kind of an ethos in game design of like you 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 lost, you kind of got to go back to the start. I'm sorry, and that's it. I mean, to to follow that tangent, they kind of had to because arcades could um, get their longevity on the games by like okay. Get just keep going at it. You got to keep playing to to win. But if a console game, they had to be like, okay, we don't have a whole lot in this game, so we just have to find some way to make you keep playing it for hours and hours. And that way is to say, get good, scrub. <laughs> Sakurai himself said that on one of his one of his videos. That was kind of the design mentality back then. Oh yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Eber. Me next? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the order. I I think that my my next pick is I'm I'm gonna go through quickly my my list of the obligatories I called them in in my notes, mm -hmm. uh, and the next one I I think is kind of hand in hand or something with Mario, um, kind of one of those most iconic game characters, really the face of of games in in a certain era, and I I picked Donkey Kong next. Donkey Kong was my next selection. Um, I think that he, even before Donkey Kong Country and before kind of, uh, before he kind of evolved into his own character, there were, there was still kind of, uh, at the time, at least I, I get the sense that at the time he was still quite a prominent face as, as Nintendo went on to use Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr. in a lot of associated things with Mario. So I thought that. Donkey Kong here would be a pretty safe pick that he would make an appearance in uh, in an NES Smash Brothers. Makes sense to me. What a guy. All yeah. right. Well. He's looking real good there, too. Look at oh, him. Yeah, uh, he, a happy he, face. He, he got that bod for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Who should I cover next? I'm feeling... All right. Even today, this series gets a lot of love. People are always begging for the next game. They they were a hit from the beginning. They're still a hit now. Samus Aran. Yeah. Great selection. I think so. Will she have all of her weapons at the at the starter smash, or do you need to unlock them? Uh, well, you have to I don't input a here. password. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, when you when you enter in your name, just type in Justin Bailey, and that's actually how you can unlock the entire roster from the beginning. <laughs> okay. Do you just start with one character? Like you Mario? just start with Mario. Hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I would be about that design. And you don't even have versus mode yet. You only have classic mode, which is just called One P. <laughs> It is kind of an interesting thought, eh? Because uh, we have um, we have like modern sensibilities of of having a whole cast unlocked from the start with with Smash sixty four, for example. Like we had a good eight characters to choose from right out of the gate, but we're at eight characters as our total roster size here. Yep. Which I think makes it a little interesting to think about what kind of a game mode we would be seeing and what kind of uh, what kind of design constraints would be put into it? Um, would it be like a quarter munching type of game where you have to you have to get good to unlock things and and unlock your favorite Mario or your favorite Nintendo stars, Nintendo and Nintendo adjacent stars? I mean, if we want to go on that tangent for just a real brief bit here, uh, I kind of feel like you you'd probably have like I mean, first of all, in NES Smash would not have eight characters; it'd have probably closer to four. The four is real hard to make a fun discussion out of, so that's why we bumped it up to eight. But <laughs> um, if we're talking about like how the game would play, I figure they'd have at least four characters playable from the start. Maybe they're maybe they'll all be unlocked from the beginning. Hard to really say. Street Fighter Two um, had unlockable characters, so there's that. Although Street Fighter Two had like six different versions, so that's a weird conversation in itself. But as far as like single player content i think it'd just be like a standard arcade mode you go through you fight every character once there probably wouldn't even be a boss at that point it's just fight each character and then unlock somebody after that right what's uh what's interesting to me about this perception as well coming in, uh starting from an nes smash of course we're going to go through a number of episodes and, and go move on to super nintendo and 64 within this little universe that we're creating here for these special episodes uh, but in reality, I mean, would Smash have been a huge enough hit to warrant a sequel on the Super Nintendo if it came out on the NES, or would it have been a footnote? Um, you know, because it came out at a very specific time for lightning to strike back on the 64. Yeah. It almost didn't make it. Um, you know, it's kind of a last Lightning had to strike for the game to be made. Mm-hmm. So would that special magic really come through in the actual you know, actual quote-unquote NES version of this game. Who, who knows? Or would it just move on to, like, other Nintendo All-Stars brands, like Super Smash Brothers turns into Nintendo All-Stars Cross-Stitch Emulator or something. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first, you know, uh, threading uh, art, arts program on the NES. So. Or, or, like, Donkey Kong's Nintendo Kitchen with, with cooking advice. Um, Smash teaches typing. I would have. I would probably want to play that game, but yeah, that's exactly it. There's also stuff that you would only be able to do one v one because NES only had two controller slots. That's true. That is true. We would be dreaming of the day we would get more. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, with that said, my next character is uh, also a, a character. You know, like like Jake said about Donkey Kong. You know, he's he's a major staple of the time um donkey kong arcades were huge the nes port of donkey kong in the arcade was also pretty huge and it became donkey and turned into donkey kong jr donkey kong 3 
Donkey Kong Jr. Math, you know, all those great hits on the NES. Um, <laughs> and, you know, at the time, it was interesting. You had a very traditional, concerted villain character in Donkey Kong, who's very prominent alongside King Koopa back in the day. Um, and you also had a hero character in, in DK Jr. when they sewed the flip side of that coin, and Mario decided to go kidnap some great apes. <laughs> so, uh, so my choice out of the Kongs is actually DK Jr., a, a vintage choice, if you will, to represent the times. That's really cool. That's really fascinating, actually. Like, it's a good point that you that you put that Donkey Kong wasn't really considered a hero character in the NES era. He's more of a villain, or in some cases, a captive. And and there was much more of that inspiration from King Kong, where Junior kind of switches to be the the protagonist type figure that's that's a good thought i like that right. i'm interested right. and they and they wouldn't make mario into somebody who kidnaps an animal in the modern age either <laughs> <laughs> too true it's uh but yeah well it'll be a fun discussion i'm sure i'm just having flashbacks of horribleness <laughs> uh, we'll get into it later Get into yeah. that later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eve, it moves on, please. <laughs> Rounding off my list of obligatories is indeed the ba the bounty hunter Samus Aran, and I think that um, for her, uh, again, a very popular choice. Uh, I think she rounds out my my four characters that I I consider to be shoe ins for for what would later like kind of form the core of Nintendo at this point. Um, I think, I think these four characters that I have so far are, are solid stand on their own cover enough kind of ground of genres and, and protagonist antagonist types um, that this seems like it would be the core to build around um, build the rest of your burgeoning empire of video games mm -hmm. around. And indeed look where we are now. Uh, but even at the time, these four games kind of had something special going for them between Super Mario Bros., the original Donkey Kong, the original Legend of Zelda, and the original Metroid. I think, yeah, I think those four make up my very solid rounded core of NES Smash Bros. All right. If I had to stop there, I'd be all right with that. But that wouldn't be any fun, so. It wouldn't be. Let's Imagine if we only had four characters. Ugh. I think it would be those four for me. No, no doubt in my mind. I mean, I have my opinions. I will wait. <laughs> I have my opinions. Okay. I mean, you'll for those of you who are seeing the video, you can kind of tell that from how the way that we have the graphics presented here. I quite obviously am not going to have Donkey Kong on my list because he doesn't fit in on where the graphics are presented. So we're already just like that. There's going to have to be a, a chat there. And he's not going to be DK Jr. either. I do not. Yeah. And it doesn't look like you have Donkey Kong either. And Eva doesn't have DK Jr. So, oh my God, what's going to happen here? It's well, Kongless world. And Chano doesn't have Link. Oh, shit. I mean, he, Link could potentially fit in that slot. Or maybe he's trolling us and Donkey Kong is in that slot. Or it's someone else mm. entirely. Who knows? Or we don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know. Because I had to make the graphics. But. Yeah. Anyways, uh, my next character I'm going to bring out. Let's let's bring out some of that's not on the board yet. Which, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> this, yeah. 
this is the character... I honestly do not know how popular they or their game was at this point in Nintendo history. I don't know. But I do know that future games were popular. And even now, people still want to see these games and characters again. So I decided, okay, let's go ahead and have a conversation about Nintendo from Mother One or Earthbound Beginnings. Okay. All right. I wonder how that sprite would look side-scrolling. I don't know. I mean, it's probably just be his his sprite from from Mother. Just just yeah. that sprite. Okay. Very small hitbox that. I mean, this, 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 listen. If we want to talk about hitbox, then DK's is going to be huge. <laughs> that that doesn't assume that we're going to use the original sprites that they had from those games, and they wouldn't have been re-sprited for for this specific thing. And Little Mac, for example, would have quite an interesting hitbox. Yeah. That's <laughs> for yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the NES sprite panels are, are another interesting conversation Sakurai had at the time, where DKs took up, like, four huge blocks on a screen at the time, and they only had so many they could fit on so many sheets to, to input into the NES. Luckily, and we're using time travel magic to say, fuck the rules. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we also brought Sakurai back from the future, so he's the one directing this game. Oh, I thought, I thought you were. No. Oh, Gunplay Akoi was, I thought. We, we had that conversation. That, that's who we said for, like, if we were imagining, like, how things, out, like, on that one NES episode, it would probably be Gunpei Yokoi. But for this hypothetical of another timeline, uh, we brought Sakurai back from the future. Yeah, why not? He's back the game. <laughs> there you go. If anyone could figure out all that magic, it would be him and his crack team of Iwata and Jokoi. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that would that would be like kind of a greatest hits of programmers to have Iwata and and Yokoi kind of as I as I I think I remember, but I, citation extremely needed on this is like Gunpei Yokoi was quite a wizard programmer and and very inspiring yeah. on early Nintendo. Um, he made a lot of the uh, the toys. Yeah, yeah. So and, and I, I guess he I I think of I associate him with more of the the Game Boy games per, most primarily probably Super Mario Land, mm -hmm. um, but I, I yeah I think of him as as kind of a or at least I I've heard of him as being quite a renowned programmer especially around that time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He he and Iwata really really owned that scene back then. Totally. Have you read the Iwata? Um, either of the Awada books that have come out, Jake, like, or, or rather Awada Asks or Reggie's book? I haven't, actually. So I, I think maybe on uh, a recent episode that I was on, or, well, probably not recent at the time of publishing, but um, I think the last time I was on the show, Kelly and I were talking, or Kelly was sharing some excerpts from Reggie's book because he had just read it, but... Um, yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to yet, and I, I think I would really like to. Yeah, they're they're great reads. They're for sure nice little windows back into those times. Um, okay, I, that was a fun sidebar, but I forgot who was supposed to go next. Oh, me? You are you. next. Okay, me. Okay. Um, so Jake had mentioned something interesting, where Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, and Samus were the 
like staple four where if we were cutting it off at four characters, those were the four that he would stump for and argue for and say, these were Nintendo's classic characters at the time, bada bing, bada boom, put them in. Uh, the next character I feel rounds out my, um, and like rounds out the characters that I feel are iconic enough to the point where, yeah, I feel like they should be a shoe in. Uh, that character is Fighter Hayabusa from Pro Wrestling on <laughs> And I'm not joking. He's there. He's I'm there. shocked. He's That's a the shock. There he is. Yeah, I, um, I was pretty surprised to see that on his list. Like, Fighter Hayabusa? All right, mm-hmm. we'll chat about it. Yeah, we, I mean, Zantok and I, as well as people from Smash Boards and in and, and the Smash community over the years, have argued, like, maybe a retro wrestling character like Starman would be would be entertaining, would be fun. Um, and then Lister and I did a little more research later on and figured out that, you know, at the time, it was Fighter Hayabusa that was seen as the box character, the ma- the main, you know, if you will, character of this game, and not Starman, so that's why I included him over Starman. Um and why am I including him over, say, Little Mac, who, spoiler alert, is not on my list? Uh, it's a Japanese-made fighting game, and it was a popular title in Japan at the time, so we'll see where that discussion goes. Uh, I don't know if he is going to make it, but I wanted the discussion to be had. That's a fascinating choice. I'm very interested. Yeah, an icon of his time, truly. One of the main four. Core four. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Me next. Oh yeah. I think I think that um yeah, so now now I'm kind of into into what I I ca- categorized as the wild cards. Um I I had a core 4 in mind and then I spent a lot more time than I thought I would have to 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 round out my list <laughs> to 8. Um I really I really thought that it would be fairly easy, but it, as it turns out, eight characters is, is surprisingly limiting, and I, I felt yeah, like it is. there were there were a lot of characters that I, as a modern fan of Nintendo, think of as being very very influential, but maybe weren't. Um, like you know, I, again, coming back from a modern sensibility, maybe maybe they weren't that influential at the time. But my next pick was actually um, a character that I, I've heard, I had heard rumors of over the years that they, they were possibly a, a pick for Smash for, for, um, for the GameCube later on as, uh, as a character for Melee. And I, I'm, that character is Mock Rider from the game Mock Rider. Um, you are Mock Rider and you are riding down this endless highway and you're on a really cool motorcycle and you're kind of outrunning some some baddies um another bounty hunter another kind of anonymous character that has kind of a cool factor to them um i I think for me when i was looking at my roster and and how it was shaping up i was thinking about uh f-zero and and how mock rider kind of fills a similar role of captain falcon uh, as a character that you know we didn't see much outside of their primary vehicle of transportation which is in mock rider's case this cool motorcycle but i do think that um with some creativity the same kind of creativity applied to to fox on at fox and captain falcon in the in the 64 smash i think mock rider would be a solid pick for for a character 
for some interesting, some intrigue to them. Mm-hmm. That, that brings up a couple points for me. Uh, first of all, you were saying, you know, he's Mock Rider from Mock Rider. But then you said he, he rides his bike. It's like, how did you not say he Mock Rides? <laughs> God, you had a perfect opportunity and you Shoot. squandered it. <laughs> Completely oh. squandered it. Just beefed it. Just, just it's a wipeout. Uh, and I also want to mention, like you're talking about F Zero. It's like F Zero is going to be an interesting one as we get deeper in, because I mean, one F Zero didn't exist yet, so Captain Talk is not eligible for this episode. But then, like, there's the common fan theory of Captain Falcon only getting the Smash because they took the Dragon Fighter, Dragon King, the fighting game uh, base model and moves, and put that on the Captain Falcon. I, I think from when Sekiro was talking about that game on his YouTube channel, I think he kind of soft deconfirmed that. I don't remember if sure it's been a while since I watched it. But it kind of makes you wonder, if that was the case, is F-Zero ever going to be represented in this new timeline? I don't know. We'll get there. <laughs> but it's curious. It's, it's an interesting thing you got to think about. Uh, and then, Eva, you were also talking about how you started with your core four. And then you kind of had to figure it out from there who else you're going to add. That you had a hard time getting to the eight. I went in the opposite direction. I made a whole big list of a bunch of characters first and then I cut things down. My initial list was 55 characters. Holy smokes. <laughs> I, I picked, I was like, okay, what are some characters that I think have have worth, have value of being included in an NES brand of Smash? And there were a lot of good characters that I thought like that could feasibly work for it. Uh, and almost every character that was that is going to be talked about today was in my list of 55. A couple of them I did not have on my radar. But, you know, that's the funness sometimes. That is. Yeah. That's interesting because talking about approaches, yeah, like my, my approach was like I have a certain amount of slots and, and I'll build that up from zero to eight. Um, but the, once I got past my core four, like I, there were some like Ninten that I, I had considered, but then I, w- I also thought about if we were building this game at this time, like mother, I don't know how popular mother was in, in Japan, for example, but I also know it wasn't popular enough to be, to be localized in, in the States. So that kind of colored my choices a little bit. However, um, Dot, dot, dot. We'll see. However, dot, dot, dot. It's a great lead-in to uh, who I'm going to talk about next, actually. Because <laughs> uh, you see, my next character never did make it out of Japan. I mean, technically, since since then, he kind of has. But not not truly. Not, not completely. And that's where we are going to be talking about... I was going to try to come up with a joke. But I could only land on one of the Final Fantasies that didn't originally make it out of Japan. So, yeah, Furion from Final Fantasy 2. Everybody's favorite Final <laughs> Fantasy. Wait, what do you mean Final Fantasy 2 had a character named Cecil? No, you idiot. That's Final Fantasy 4. Get with the program. No, actually, we're talking about Takamaru from uh, the mysterious Murasami Castle, otherwise known as Naze... No, wait. Fuck, I forgot how it's called. Naze no Murasamiyo, I believe? Yeah. Okay, thank you. I don't know Japanese. <laughs> but uh, it's a standalone game. Never got localized. But this character... It, this, again, it's where we have a hard time to saying, like, keeping the future out of the discussion because 
people talk about this character and they, they want him to be in the Smash, even though he never got outside of Japan with his original game. And he's had cameos and other things, like on the Wii U, there's Nintendo Land, or one of the Samurai Warriors games. Uh, his game basically got rebuilt into that. You could play as Takamaru through Samurai Warriors. Uh, and Sakurai had even said before it's like that he would consider the character. He just wants them to get uh, a more worldwide knowledge presence person. You know, that's fair. But from all this, I can kind of assume he had some popularity back in the fucking day. Right. And he's got enough tools that he could easily have a boost to be made for him. So I'm nominating Takamaru. Cool. I I would love Takamaru to be in Smash back back in this hypothetical era or otherwise. Just the idea of having a archetype uh, samurai in the game is in itself really cool. Um, and Takamaru has a little bit of magic nonsense up his sleeve too. So there's there's the game is fun. It's it's like an action packed version of Zelda, like super high paced, kind of stressful. You kill aliens in it unexpectedly. Um, yeah, I like character choice. As for my character, uh, my next choice, rather, I'm going to go for one that was already spoken about by one of you, um, one that I'm interested in seeing how they would translate into Smash, um, being a more of a traditional RPG character and something up Nintendo's belt that became pretty popular later on, um, as a series for a while. Ninten. Ninten is also on my list. That is interesting. Yeah, it is. He's just a little guy. He's, He's just a little guy. guy. He's I just play. a little guy. I love the the simultaneous <laughs> pronunciation of he's just a little guy. That was great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, actually, so I I was as I was gonna talk about um I was gonna make a joke about oh another sword fighter in Smash. Oh gosh. <laughs> Blah blah blah, and I mean, and we of... don't have any sword fighters yet. Technically, we haven't picked anyone. Link? We haven't picked anybody for the official roster yet. <laughs> so technically, we have <laughs> well, no. Fair sword enough. Fighters. That's fair. Um, but I actually, I despite my joke, I, I actually did also pick Takamaru. Um, and Takamaru, I thought like, I, I, it's interesting to hear you talking about the the actual game, John, because. This is a game I have very limited experience with, but I was also playing the same note that Takamaru appears, at least to, to my untrained eye, as being um, a fairly influential character, at least in Japan, um, especially at the time. Uh, and there had been numerous, there's been clamoring, there's been numerous rumors about, about Takamaru appearing in Smash over, over the years. And... Um, Actually, uh, the note about Nintendo Land too is is fascinating because um, it does kind of seem like, as I look at my roster, it does seem to be very similar to kind of the the mini games that appeared in the in uh -huh. Nintendo Land for the Wii U. Like, other than other than say Mock Rider and some, maybe some titles that hadn't existed yet. Like, I mean, I, I think these are fairly representative games. He, he kind of fills the slot of F-Zero. I, I, I think so. I think so. Mock Rider, that is, not Takamaru. <laughs> yes, no, Takamaru fills the slot of Animal Crossing. Ah, oh, true, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right, back to the top. 
let's see. I let's it's it's got to be this one next. I mean, let, just the way these things are shaping out here. This lad, this boy, this child, this kid. It's big. Mm-hmm. Kid Icarus was big on NES. Cannot deny. It it's it's Metroid's little brother. That that's funny because I when I was looking at Pit on my roster, I was thinking kind of the opposite or the pejorative form of that. Like, yeah, Kid Icarus existed, but it was only Metroid's little brother. It came out oh. what the same year very similar game style generally speaking although one's more exploratory and one's more of a vertical action game as far as i know um uh, like it's, it's I, got I, horizontal bits too yeah but but I, I i think about kid icarus as a game and and i i kind of think that anything that the original kid icarus did metroid kind of did it a little better in a, a way that resonated more with with people enough so that you know, Metroid went on to spawn a franchise and Kid Icarus kind of sat gathering dust until Smash Brawl. Um, I'm sorry, and, but Metroid does not have eggplant wizards. <laughs> like, weird eyeballs that float around and you shoot them with arrows as a little angel boy from, from the Greek mythos. I mean... Where's the Don't get me wrong. I, I, love, I love the evolution of, of Kid Icarus and I was actually like really excited about that being brought back especially in the early days of brawl i remember being like very interested in kid icarus once it kind of came back i i was very like wow that that's really cool that they've decided to take this character that hasn't appeared in so many years and give them a whole new fresh coat of paint like an entirely new move set and like really modernize them like yeah that's awesome and that's what i think smash excels at is is kind of writing a beautiful love letter of characters uh or to these storied characters over over nintendo's history what i think is funny as well you know you're right you're right about that to where um xantok had mentioned one of you on his previous points that one of the reasons why takamaro's just been an assist trophy so far is because he's not so popular in the west but it's like you included marth and roy and it's true that's true it it kind of feels like the errors of smash like chicken characters there's a clear distinction between melee and then uh past melee Mm. like smash like for melee followed different very different rules on who was being picked than the rest of the series right it's true i can feel that yeah things became more contemporary and, and promotional as time went on um but we still get picks every so often, like uh, K. Roll and Ridley. Good times. Ha <laughs> <laughs> And Gino. Yeah, ha ha. You found me. I, Hestu's gonna be in the next game. I can't wait. I can't wait for Hestu and Smash. I Smash me. NES, that is. <laughs> they ripped me maracas. <laughs> Won't you help me find the Korak seeds? Yes. Okay, they're little poops. I'll do anything for, for you, Hestu. Oh. Produce poop. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, Jono. So, Jono. 
All right, second to last pick. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? This is so interesting. Um, I was going to save this for last, kind of like as a troll joke at this point, but I kind of feel uncomfortable about it. So I'm just going to say Link is on my roster. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> feel kind of uncomfortable not having one of the titans of Nintendo. Yeah. Make an appearance. The the gorilla from um, that monster. What was the game? Rampage? George? Yeah, that guy. Blubber. Okay. All right. Well, Eva, um, why don't you reveal your second to last character here? I'll do an echo also. Um, well, an echo, echo of somebody. An echo of somebody else's pick. I did kind of think about that Echo Fighter stroke, though. No, uh, my next pick is Little Mac as well, and and for kind of similar reasons. Of there, there was the crossover with 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 Mike Tyson. There was the arcade game tie-in. Um, it's a fighting game already, so I think that if if we were like in the developer's shoes at the time, the most natural translation is is another fighting character to play in a fighting game. Um, a very different game, a different game, and prob possibly it wouldn't even look remotely similar. Um, but I think that Little Mac um, kind of has that, he's got some fight in him for sure, and he's a, he's a punchy boy, and he's just a little guy as well. <laughs> yes, literally. Yeah. I wonder if he can, I wonder how he'll jump in this game. I was thinking about saying it. Mm-hmm. He ain't no air fighter. We know that much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've revealed seven characters each. We got one left. And I, I love that we all collectively just decided to wait till the end for our third party picks. Because yep. we didn't discuss that. I thought about bringing it up before we started, but I forgot to. It's like, well, we'll just see what happens. But I yeah. love that we all waited, because that's going to make this more fun. Yeah. So, for my third-party pick, there were several good options. It's... How do you choose just one? You know? But mm -hmm. uh, one, we it, we can... It's, it's, it's hard. But, in the end, I went with a character that... Back then, and now has a very strong history and presence on Nintendo consoles. A very popular character. This, um, the first game, not quite the favorite. The second game, oh, that's where the fans are just like, this is the shit. And I had to throw a nod to my boy, the lad in blue, Mega Man. Nice. Super fighting robot. Fuck yes. He's not, you know, EXE. But he doesn't exist yet, so it's fine. Mm -mm. I like the pick. I like Mega Man a lot. I think, as you said, the he his franchise kind of came alive in in the second game. But um, yeah, I think that especially with the NES, I was struck by how many of the games that I think are really iconic, long lasting. Um, games are actually kind of the third-party games, yeah. I think. Like, there's a lot of characters that I, I really struggled with, and Mega Man was definitely one of them, where I was like, shoot, I think he would be the right fit. But also, then I thought about, oh, Samus probably shares the same niche. Mm. And 
that that kind of made it interesting. But that's I like an interesting Dick. point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Just thought that blue guy. I just like the blue guy. He's great. You you mentioned, like, how can you just pick one third-party character to smash? And I was like, oh, yeah. Sonic wouldn't have been an option then. Sonic doesn't exist yet. Sonic was not born yet. It's it's wild when we were... I'm sure this happened for all three of us. We look at what characters are even eligible at this point. It's like, oh, my God, so many iconic characters just didn't exist yet like within a year or two suddenly they're here but it's like oh my god they yeah. they weren't even dreams yet mm-hmm. it's funnily wild. enough uh, big boss exists or snake actually solid snake existed at the time yeah yeah it's true snake existed but sonic didn't mm-hmm. is that your um, third party pick by the way but i know you're a metal gear guy it would have been cool. Um, it was something in heavy consideration, but ultimately I went with kind of a more NES flavored pick, but but not one. You know, it's not like a niche arcade character or something. It's Erdrick from Dragon Quest Three. Oh, yeah, um, monstrously popular Dragon Quest was at the time and still is, um, especially in the East. Um, Dragon Quest Three is like the is the Mega Man two of the series. Erdrick being kind of the the Marth of Dragon Quest heroes, I guess the the face of yeah. those archetypes, those 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 hero type characters in Dragon Quest. So I went with him, and we'll see where that discussion leads us. Uh, I- interestingly, sidebar here. Uh, I watched recently uh, a video that's not really about Dragon Quest. It was about the history of the original Final Fantasy game. And pretty much everything that went into behind the scenes of how that game got made. And uh, it mentioned in there, because uh, Dragon Quest obviously came first, that apparently the first Dragon Quest game initially wasn't super popular in Japan. Uh, it was after they were running ads in magazines to really pump up the series that people people decided to start buying the game. And when they released the second game, it just took it by storm. They didn't mention the third game because this was more about Final Fantasy, and by that point, Final Fantasy 1 was coming up for DQ3. But I found that really interesting to know about that history because I didn't know that. I knew that Final Fantasy came off the heels of Dragon Quest, and they took some cues from them. But I didn't know that initially the series struggled. I didn't know that either. That's really interesting. Actually, uh, also interesting, though, is, is that you didn't pick the the like is is Erdrick not also the hero in Dragon Quest 1? I don't nope. think I know that lore. Uh the heroes of Dragon Quest 1 and 2 are both the descendants of Erdrick. Descendants. Oh, yep. I thought that they were all okay. That's interesting. Every, every Dragon Quest game is a different hero. Most of them right. do not have canon names. And there's even debate if Erdrick is a name or if it's a title. Interesting. Mhm. Although, uh, yeah, the B character from Dragon Quest Three is like the legendary hero of the franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Today I learned. I definitely thought Erdrick was the the char- the hero of Dragon Quest One as well. So that's that's really I, today I learned something. That's why you may you may recall. I'm not sure if you saw it floating around the internet, but there's screenshots of the graveyard in the in the original two Dragon Quest games, and there's a tombstone that says "Here lies Erdrick." Interesting. Uh, also... Final Fantasy One also has that, although some versions it's Erdrick, some versions it's Link. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
That's a little dark. <laughs> I, I did just read this, actually. I was I, I was pulling this up to, to learn the lore on this, and I... <laughs> In the Japanese Famicom release of the of Zelda II: The Adventure of Link, a grave can be found in the town Saria that reads "The Hero Loto Rests Here," which is, I guess, Erdrich's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think that's uh, Drinkwitz One's uh, "Hero Loto." Ah, okay. all right. The hero, uh, the the town of Saria, topical. The town of Saria. Nice. Funny how that name looped back around later on. Oh yeah, more... it really is. It really is how they how is they it, reuse Zola all the stage. Doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even yeah, Tears I mean, of the Kingdom. Even mm -hmm. Tears of the Kingdom. Quite prolifically in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. Yes, yeah. Lake Makar and stuff. Like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> All right. Barring goat now. We got one character left to unveil before we can get into the difficulties. Even uh, rounding it off. Rounding it off. Party pick? My third party pick, um, again, I definitely struggled over this because there are a ton of influential games that have stood the test of time that got their start on the NES that um, seem to me to at least prop up the NES's catalog. Um, I, I really I really agonized over this one, actually, because I, I was thinking, do I want a third party slot? Do I want to use that? Do I want to... Um, is that even something that I need necessarily? And then I thought, um, just with all the with all the picks that uh, with all the picks and all the games that are there on the NES catalog at this specific time before 1989 ends, um, the pick that I thought was at least influential for me and and in my perspective is Simon Belmont from Castlevania. Oh, great, um, great choice. I, I thought that Simon in particular is, um, Simon and Castlevania in particular are one of those kind of juggernaut games um, that kind of prop up not only a franchise, it kickstarts Simon, uh, there's the original Castlevania and also Castlevania 2. Um, both of those are, are very good games, uh, very solid games, and also kickstarted the other half of the metroidvania thing um although i think it's it's more of a nod to later games in the in the, yeah, the castlevania the franchise ones. yeah but nevertheless this is a this is a huge game uh simon himself has a ton of uh interesting dynamic weapons that would make for a cool um a cool move set eventually if uh, if we're talking about that or if we take that into a, a, a consideration and I thought that yeah, Simon Simon seems like he would be a shoe in for an early Smash Brothers. He's certainly a natural fit, and I and I feel like you know we we've hit three of the most major company partners of Nintendo at the time. Yeah, totally. With, with Enix, Capcom, and Konami as well, so it'll be an interesting discussion. Uh, it, it's also I want to note here that uh, all three of these characters were on my potential for third party picks. Uh, I saved my third-party slot for very last, because again, like you, I wasn't entirely sure if I was going to use a third-party slot. But once I had seven from Nintendo, I was like, okay, who, who are my leftovers from Nintendo? Who who are my high picks from third-party? Do any of them kind of stack up? And at the end, I was kind of like, like no. I think a third-party is a better pick than any of the remaining Nintendos I'm considering. Yeah. And it's funny, because at the very end, when I, have, when I was debating between you, just like, two final third parties and like i had to give it to one of them 
it was between Mega Man and Simon. Mm. It was it was like I, I kept going back and forth, just like which one do I include? So I'm very glad to see that you uh, went ahead and included include Simon, because in my opinion, those are the top two best third party picks added to Smash NES. So one A and a one B type of thing for you? Yeah. It it's like a hair between the two of them. Personal bias is partly why Mega Man. I was just being Mega Man. It, it, it's also an interesting discussion to have about third parties back in the day. I think Nintendo was more open to having a bunch of, thir- you know, uh, third parties at, at this period and wouldn't be yeah. against one in the game. Whereas in the N64 and GameCube era of Smash, there, there almost seemed to be a, you know, a, a, rec- a reclusive approach to their th- relationship with third parties. They They really shot themselves in the foot by going the cartridge direction. Um, with the 64. Yeah. That's and... true. Uh, on top of that, too, though, uh, they also just had their own wider uh, library of games and characters to choose from back right. uh, with the N64. Here, uh, NES, yeah, they've still got a good library, but they don't have Juggernaut, other Juggernauts like Pikachu or Kirby to, to consider. It's too bad we didn't. none of us picked the duck. <laughs> well, actually, I, I really love, Lister, that you called them juggernauts, because I, I, if we again kind of go back to this period of time, like it's it's wide open. We don't we don't know necessarily which which of these characters are going to be the faces of the franchise or, or the faces of uh, Nintendo's great success. Right. Yep. Like we're we're we, kind we could, of th- this history could hypothetically like let's say we pick Takamaru. We could get Takamaru spinoffs out the ass after him being in this game. We don't fucking or know. Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. If Smash had the same result that it did in our timeline as it does in this timeline, anything's possible. Completely. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the only exception to that role, Jake, would be probably Mario at the time. And <laughs> I think Link. Mario, Link, yeah. Samus, uh, the DKs. Mm-hmm. All, all of them, like, we all knew. And obviously the third parties. But, but then, the then again, Donkey Kong Jr., who eventually is replaced with Diddy Kong, as we know from our our timeline, like yeah. we we kind of lose lose Junior, and and instead we gain a more distinct, more individualistic character of Diddy Kong and the the assorted Kongs that we get in the country era of of Donkey Kong. Yeah, and um, too. It's like we don't necessarily lose Junior, where he matures into Donkey Kong. That's true. That's true. I will give you that that uh, well, that touche nod. No. J- Junior <laughs> isn't modern Donkey Kong. Junior mm-hmm. is a step between Cranky and DK. Lore, uh, we got out Lord. <laughs> Nothing. No two ways about it. Although Miyamo- um, modern Miyamoto would probably say that's not true because you know he likes to change things sometimes. Like, he's gone back and forth on like, are the Kooplings brothers kids? Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. It's like okay. The other the other thing that um, that was interesting is is yeah again like we we kind of don't have Pikachu, we don't have Kirby, we don't have other quote unquote juggernaut characters yet. So. Um, so it does it does kind of make for a more interesting discussion, especially with with these kinds of caveats placed on like what what's the cutoff and when 
like some of these other characters we also talked about marth like fire emblem wasn't made at this time i don't think so it was not we wouldn't have been able to pick pick like another character that has been historically treated very well by smash bros um could have picked ice climbers and didn't though could have picked ice climbers but i i i despite the fact that i love ice climbers i don't think like i think ice climbers were more of a a shock factor pick like yeah but again along the same lines of how i feel about pit like how i've thought that in the melee brawl era smash had been about kind of breathing new life and being a little experimental and not being afraid to pick kind of oddball characters to to breathe new life into them and I think that 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 mentality of of roster picking is is very different from what we're doing here, first of all, but also modern Smash. Yeah, we'll get there eventually Which, with some of our later episodes. Totally, I look forward to that for you guys. It'll be interesting to get into those later episodes and, and view these characters from a different lens, whereas now we're viewing them as very contemporary. Uh, we're we're in the '80s doing this thing. Uh, later on, we're going to say who's the retro pick going to be, who's or or retro picks, and so yeah. that'll be a layer. Um, I right now, I mean, I was like, do I pick Fighter Hayabusa or the guy from Ice Hockey? <laughs> <laughs> it was a contentious debate. Yeah, interesting, so, interesting. To, yeah, to to let the viewers in on something, I think John and I, I think we talked about this when we did that NES episode back in season four. But um, several years ago, around the time that uh, Hero was being revealed for Smash Ultimate's DLC, you and I did this kind of project, just the two of us, uh, our own solo thing, way before the podcast uh, Mm -hmm. doing anything. Um, And I don't remember exactly what we picked for characters back then. I know that our two rosters were a little bit different than how they were back then, because when we didn't include third party back then. And uh, I had Donkey Kong in my initial list, but I, I removed him for this one for reasons. And um, I also had Mr. Game & Watch, and he was my retro pick. I was like, hey, why not have him on? And then he did not make the cut. I was like, I'm just not even going to include him this time. We'll, we'll consider him later. Fascinating. I also don't know how you guys would do this without a third-party pick. And, and I do kind of... I. The third party discussion is so interesting as well. Like what what you guys had said as well, like in in later games specifically, maybe maybe as a product of the switch to cartridges and kind of Nintendo taking a little bit more of a hermit on the mountain type of stance, if you will, where they're kind of doing their own thing and they've got their their part preferred partners and and it's kind of a, a bit more of a walled kingdom because. Square's gone and Konami's gone and doing their own thing and and what have you. Um, But I do think that, like, in this era of games as well, like, maybe there's still, like, the burgeoning console wars between Sega and and Nintendo, but, you know, it hasn't quite happened yet, at least not to the the feverish pitch it gets to in in kind of the Genesis SNES era. Yeah. I, th- I feel like, and I, this is, again, like an uneducated kind of gut feeling, is games at this time were such like a, a Wild West, a, a pioneering space, like where people were just kind of laying down some ideas, some kind of inspiration. And I feel like maybe at this time, like companies were more 
uh, brotherly or more comrade, more comrades in arms, and and kind of scrapping it out together. And and there's more uh, at this time. It seems like it, it's a smaller space, and and people know each other, and and there's more room for collaboration. So maybe maybe that's the space that. Uh, there's more third-party representation, or or it seems more like the NES has stronger third-party representation as pillars of of that platform. Mm -hmm. I agree. That makes a lot of sense. It, it's going to make it interesting as we go through because we're not we're, like I'll I'll say this now we're not going to like lower the amount of third parties or start cutting third-party characters as we go through the episodes trying to stimulate right. you know bad relations because one that's not fun. <laughs> we want things to grow. Maybe, you know, we're envisioning a happier timeline, let's call it. But I do kind of imagine that there would probably still be some animosity with Sega. I think that's probably still likely to happen for a bit. Oh, definitely. I don't think Sonic's going to get on the get in on the Super Nintendo episode. I might be wrong, <laughs> but I don't think that'll happen. Interesting to think about for sure. Oh, for sure. Especially when it comes to third party characters, but. Yeah. Because, like, with future episodes, we're not going to have any characters to be cut. We're not taking that approach. We're just going to assume everybody gets carried along for the next scene. Everyone is Everyone here. Everyone is here. Yes. Because it would be hell to cut characters and then fill in slots. I, we're just not doing that headache. It might kind of be interesting, actually, is is kind of who who do you guys take to the to the slaughtering house? And... Mario. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an interesting thought exercise in and of itself. I kind of I, I kind of wonder of your of your thoughts of like who who eventually you would cut from a roster for one reason or another. I mean, we um, can do that at the very end once we've picked out our total eight. We can each just say like, okay, let's hi let's hypotheticalize the next game. Two characters have to be cut. Who would we each personally cut? We could do that. This for fun. That's interesting. I think that's fun. I, I kind of would be interested to do that. Okay. Right. Let's even, do that. Even the scope where we're going to adopt these characters onward and onward um, throughout I the series. I Mario. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I kept Mario and Link. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. In fact, let's start. Oh, God. All right. Here's our rosters. They're on the screen. Uh, if you're a audio listener, um, I'm sorry. I can't do much for you besides just do a run-through of who all the characters are. But that's just going to be me speedrunning it, and that's not going to help you. So Speedrun away, my friend. All right. My picks were Mario, Link, Samus, Nintendo, Pit, Little Mac, Taka Mario, Mega Man. John's picks were Mario, Donkey Kong Jr., Link, Samus, Nintendo, Pit, Fighter Hayabusa, Erdrick. Ewa's picks were Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Little Mac, Taka Mario, Mock Rider, and Skyman Belmont. Skyman Belmont, my favorite. Good work, speedrunning. Wonderful job. It's better than his son. That's true. <laughs> That's true NES speedrun, if you will. Yes. Ten seconds. All right. So, let's start things off here. Uh, first, I want to go ahead and bring up, just because the three of us have Mario, Samus, and Link on all three of our rosters, it doesn't technically mean they're all guaranteed to make it in. We could run into a situation where there's only one slot left, and maybe it's between Samus and fucking Fighter Hayabusa. 
in John, which is a hardcore, really went fighter Hayabusa, and more than Samus, and we have to have a bit of a debate over that. I ain't yeah. saying either way, but I'm just going to say that for this and for future episodes as well, just because characters on all three rosters, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be cut. They probably will. That don't necessarily mean shit. That said, Mario, where he's in, right, guys? Okay, here I here. think he has to be. <laughs> All right, let's hear you out. What do you, you got to say? I do not think that Mario does not have to be in this game. Oh, no. Double negatives. Could you please? It's Mar Mario's in. <laughs> okay, thank you. Can't even joke about it. I mean, by and far, the main character of Nintendo history. Or he must. What his moveset would be would be interesting. I, I mean, I would imagine that you wouldn't have as many specials as we do today. Fireball, so fireball, fireball. <laughs> Probably the harsh reality, yes. All right, so I'm just going to slap this green check mark down on one of our Marios uh, to keep it simple. And then I'm going to uh, hide. Actually, I'm going to put red X's over the other Marios. That way we don't see like three green checks and think we have three characters. Because that'll be annoying. <laughs> what is kind of funny to think about Mario, though, is that the, he, at this point in time, I think he only has two games, right? He's got Mario Classic, Super Mario Bros. Classic. Well, okay, he has Donkey Kong, he has Mario Bros. Classic, and then he has he does Mario have... Bros. 2, but not Mario Bros. 3 yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if Mario Bros. 3 was out yet or not. It um, was in the 90s. Do what? It was a 90s game. Okay. So yeah, just from like pulling from those games, I mean, obviously he has a fireball attack. Uh, and then... God, is that the only power-up he would have had? No, he would have had the Super Mushroom. It did, you can't really do an attack with Super Mushroom, <laughs> The he, star would have existed. You could do you could do some stuff with that. If there were Final Smashes, that would be Final Smash. I think so. It would be just run forwards with the star. I the think star exists. I think like the, the concept of breaking bricks would probably make some sort of an Ooh, appearance. Yeah. And he could still have um, super jump punch for an up special. Throwing things, like picking up and throwing from Mario 2, I, I have to imagine, like, maybe there's some stuff to do with the magic carpet. Maybe he can pull vegetables and throw bombs. Like, I, I kind of wonder if that would be... Peaks maybe there's shambles. more of a feature of the hammer from Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. He could also use a spring from, Mar from Super Mario Bros. 1 and also a... Uh potentially jump on a Koopa shell or something. Yeah. Uh, another, another thing to think about is that Smash 64 did not have side specials. So we may just have uh, normal and up. We may not even have a down. Yeah. It was relatively simple those times. Well, yeah, even even the directional like attacks, I, I kind of think would be fairly limited too, yeah. because you're on a D-pad instead of having tilts with analog sticks or a smash. And we, like and a, we don't have L or R buttons. We only have up, down, left, right, start, select, A, B. We don't have Up, much. down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start. Hell yeah. Yeah. It might just be fireball and some sort of up then, super jump punch or yeah. web carpet. 
pulling something out from uh, from the ground for a down special, perhaps. That that could be interesting. You know, they, interesting. they could map shields and grabs to select. Mm-hmm. I think the grab state would be extremely difficult to to not only <laughs> render with the, the limited sprites that you have and limited graphical memory that you have, but even just like that state machine would be so complicated, I have yeah. to imagine, at that time grabs and mashing to mashing to escape something like that would be uh not fun to program i'm sure mm -hmm. <laughs> um i feel like there's at least maybe one or two more characters that we can fast track and then we get into the real hard stuff agreed who are you thinking uh link i think is next up really yeah probably Eva, what do you think I think Link is, uh, once again, one of my core four, one of my uh, absolute shoe-ins for, for something like this. And, and his moveset could very well be all kinds of different tools that, first of all, classic OG Legend of Zelda. And then also, was Adventure of Link out at this point in time? I think so, but I think let so. me just... 87. So uh, Adventure of Link, like, again... You get your down stab in the air. That's a, a that's a fixture of Link's gameplay throughout, and the up stab in the air as well. You've got bombs. You've got um, the magic whistle. You've got the raft. You've got a lamp, candle, magic power. <laughs> I think Link Link is a shoe in all kinds of roster or of all kinds of moveset potential as well. And and again, uh, a very important even at that time you could see that there by this time there's two games link is well on his way to to being a fixture of nintendo all yes. right i'll relent <laughs> link can be in oh thank you i it's pretty interesting i mean looking at his character's character artwork on the screen here from even back in the day he has so many things yeah yeah now with the limited potential of of this game on a on the hardware i wonder where they'd go with it maybe probably the bow or the boomerang as the standard or something uh funnily enough smash these four wasn't a bow it only was boomerang. the boomerang yeah mm -hmm. which is wild to me yeah yeah All right, you said there was one more that you think we can fast track. I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about, but just go ahead and uh, go into it. Okay, Mark. Fighter Hayabusa. I was going to say Pit, but all right. We made Ninja. Samus. Samus? Really? But she's yeah. just Kid Icarus's older sister. <laughs> it's just some guy in a suit. It's just a little guy. Yep. Why can't Metroid crawl? I don't know. <laughs> truly the staple of an era but um i mean incidentally i mean those are the three characters that we have flush amongst each other's rosters obviously we're all the same mindset here um we weren't born yesterday we know these characters are are bad enough to save the president <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I made that little speech earlier about like just because they're all on our list doesn't necessarily mean, mean they're like get in which is true but we all knew 
Mario mm-hmm. League Samus are are have to haves. If you yeah. don't have them, then you have failed. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that you know later on as the series progresses, we we have other episodes um, to think about, especially as we, the, the further we go along. There will be instances probably where we are flush with our guest and ourselves with a character that doesn't make it on the roster just because of how big it is. Yeah. But this ain't that day. This is NES world with eight characters. So those three can afford to make it in. And I think it's good. We got them out of the way so we can kind of get into the crux of the conversation, if you will, (laughs) with all of this crap. Yep, we've got three picked. Mario, Link, Samus, they are all in. We got five slots left. <sighs> it's be Where hard. do we even start? Where do we start? We have a few characters that are on two of our lists. Uh, Pit is on uh, mine and Jonah's list, uh, as is Nintendo. Takamaru and Little Mac, however, are on me and Ebit's list. Funnily enough, there are no characters uh, left that are shared between Jono and Ebit's list. That's yes. interesting. The two of you did not agree very much. We share a body and a heart, but we don't share many opinions. Or brain cells. <laughs> we have one. Collectively. I think I think we need to rip the band-aid off. Alright, here's the thing. Back when John and I first did this with each other. I mentioned how I had Donkey Kong on my list, and he had DK Jr. And this was the biggest debate that we had across any of this little project that we did between ourselves. We're like, which character would get in, Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr.? It took a while to finally just say, we're moving on. We're tired of this conversation. <laughs> that is a large part of why I did not include Donkey Kong on my list, because I just it's like, nah... I'll avoid that headache. And then, wouldn't you know it, here comes DK. Now, I have my own opinion between the two of these characters. However, I didn't nominate either of them. So I'm going to take a seat back, and uh, I'm going to let you two go at it. DK versus DK Jr., go. Well, a new challenger gets to enter the ring, I guess. So I, I maybe I get to carry the torch for you a little bit, Zantok, and... Uh... I'll plead my case for Donkey Kong, um, and and we'll go from there. So, yeah, I I looked at Donkey Kong as as kind of being again like a juggernaut character in in terms of Nintendo's history, in terms of kind of the the classic evolution of Nintendo from going from in the transition from arcade games to to home console sales with with Donkey Kong, which just kind of straddles the line of both. Um, Donkey Kong to me as a as a character is is kind of one of those iconic mascot characters. One of the first that comes to mind in video games, um, for especially for this generation of and and as uh, as people are just becoming familiar with with home console sales and such. I think that Donkey Kong to me is. Um, kind of emblematic of video games um he he certainly like resonates one of the most i think of of mascots really of of mascots that that embody 
Nintendo and kind of made Nintendo the household name that it is with its family computer system. Um, yeah, to me, I, I, I think that Donkey Kong has has a, a wide swath of moves. I, I think Junior, I, I actually really liked what Jono had to say about Junior being more more of a protagonist character. But I honestly think that maybe strengthens my argument a little bit more that um, if you're not going to pick Bowser or rather King Koopa as or Wart or something like that as your antagonist character to round out this roster. Um, and indeed, Bowser doesn't make it into Smash in our timeline until Melee. But I think Donkey Kong kind of fills that niche of of kind of the the re- rival, the antagonist, or the um, the friendly friendly antagonist, if you will, uh, as a character that maybe gets to have his his time in the ring with Mario. It so that's that's my case. That's my case for DK. <laughs> It was an interesting time. That that's for sh- that is for sure. Um, and I think touching on Bowser quickly, um, you you all might agree he didn't make it on my list, even though he's eligible, just because I wanted to diversify the roster at this point. Agreed. So just didn't want any series crossover. Although there's the argument that you know Mario and Donkey Kong are tangentially related, but slap a DK symbol on it and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had the same thought, actually, about that. So on this, we can agree. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, there's, not, there's you know, on paper, there's nothing wrong with a DK inclusion, even this early in the game. Uh, he is a strong uh, comic antagonist um, of representative of his era to the nth degree. Um, you, you see, he's kind of our... There, there's distinct eras of Donkey Kong, right? The Donkey Kong that we grew up with was this aloof guy. The crocodile dude stole his bananas, and he goes <laughs> after him. And there's a cartoon that's horrible, and he sings R&B songs on it, and you call it a day. And later on, he had that series resurrected on, on the Wii and Wii U and Switch, and it was great. Um, and But the Donkey Kong we're talking about here is like the Donkey Kong of our parents' generation. This is this is old school Donkey Kong, uh, Gen X, Boomer age people <laughs> are out there. You know, he was such an icon of this era. They're yeah. in a cage saying it's on like Donkey Kong because they were all playing Donkey Kong. There was a fistful of quarters. You had Steve Weeb and Billy Mitchell duking it out. It was an event. It was really something. Um, so there is not much of an argument against Donkey Kong, um, that really stands, I feel, unless, uh, unless you go on to say something, uh, that I feel holds no water in this conversation of hypotheticals, um, but in a, in a traditional NES environment, someone might say, DK is too big. DK's too big for the sprite sheet. I, I think that would be a real argument back in the day. Um, more so than Ridley ever was. But um, eschewing that, nothing against DK. Obviously, I love DK. Uh, DK and both of them, too. Both DK and DK Jr. were, were, va- were rather um, pronounced characters. You know, once DK Jr. was involved in the fold, they both were in commercials, on products, on food, candy, snacks, whatever, everywhere. 
they were they were both very ubiquitous of the times um and at the height of their popularity probably about as popular as each other um the the reason why i'm going dk jr on this um again uh it's it's easier for me to visualize where this character would go i i will say from a personal standpoint only not saying it's an argument even dk jr was was my choice because he already has a pronounced plat you know, he's 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 in a platformer already as the protagonist the sprite set is there it's a little e more easy to visualize uh also being a being a player character at the time uh he he appeared in he he was the character that Nintendo eventually wanted to drive into their spin-offs in some cases prior to Donkey Kong like in Super Mario Kart for instance um as well as Mario Tennis although DK was there too he he was kind of the the spin-off guy for a while if you wanted to put a Kong in a game it was DK Jr and I think it was because you know they wanted to relate to their audience say you know this good guy no no one hates him you know unlike that antagonistic Kong um, as far as the move set goes, uh, you can you can incorporate the various animals that DK Jr. Um, is up against, kind of as an obstacle course. He can uh, toss a critter, for instance, and have it roll across the floor. Uh, whereas DK, of course, would have his iconic barrel. I think would be his standard, almost definitely. Um, and you can have him run up vines. You can have him do math. So you much sure easier. can have him do math. <laughs> it's it's a character that I'm in, I'm interested in having. I think I don't think there's a wrong decision, um, which is where why this conversation was a stalemate between two people, because it came down to t back in the day between Lister and I, because it came down to two individual visions, neither of which were necessarily wrong. Ultimately, I think I relented and was just like, let's just put Donkey Kong in. We've been talking about this for 10 days. 10 days? Wow. And I'm just ready to give it up. I mean, it was it was quite the conversation. And I already know. I, I mean... That's a showdown. Yeah. I I don't think it's a showdown here, though. I, I feel the, the two against one coming on, so... <laughs> well... well we don't necessarily know that. Uh, like, Lister could, Zantok could surprise us here and just say, oh, screw both of you. Neither of you have made a compelling enough case. I mean, we could just settle this by saying neither of them are in. That's a valid option. That is, that is a valid option, but I, I honestly feel like it would be a shame not to include someone who's so iconic, who really ushered in, you know, it is our parents' parents donkey kong and not our generation's donkey kong and that is something to be maybe remembered or thought about carrying this this character forward should we choose to include him um it, it because also... no go on because well because he his his entire design his entire characterization changes over time and in a in a but but I do like um, I did like the the nod to both Mario Tennis and and also to Super Mario Kart, um, Mario Tennis N sixty four the announcer of the the Mario voice Charles Martinet saying Donkey Kong Junior I need you to maybe edit in the voice clip at this point in the recording. Uh. Um, 
he's it, it, it's it's stuck with me so you can't uh it, it can't it can't be um can't be understated that donkey kong jr was definitely uh the the person that nintendo was trying to or the the kong that nintendo was trying to make happen from time to time he uh i i would love for him to come back as as a tour character in mario kart 8 dlc yeah i Here's the problem with that, though. In tour, he's 8-bit DK Jr. If they add 8-bit DK Jr. to Mario Kart 8, that's going to be very disappointing, I feel like. Like, just give us a 3D model for him. Like, come the fuck on. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I would need it to be the 3D version, not the 16-bit version. That would be a strange. I, in, a, in a mobile game, it's one thing. Either that or give me Bus Driver Waluigi. <laughs> you you'll get you'll get um something you'll you'll get pink gold baby peach and like it all right dr goomba tower i fucking wish i wish I, i'm also gonna surprise they didn't have they haven't done any of those weird doctors into her that's yeah, just they surprising just, they just killed that doctor game instead yep tragic sorry dr dolphin one day you'll be on smash tell be a wiki <laughs> all right you both said your piece on the Kongs. That's my turn. So as John mentioned, neither character is technically a wrong choice. If if we were talking about like Smash Four or whatever the fuck, and we were debating Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr., I think there would be a wrong choice at that point. But this is NES. We don't know the future yet. All we know is Donkey Kong is a um, very antagonistic character who kidnaps ladies, and Mario has to go save her. Well, Donkey Kong Jr. saves his father from the evil Mario, or teaches kids how to type, or goes, well, I guess he wouldn't be going racing yet, but he's been seen as a more positive force uh, between the two characters. And in that token, he would be a um, uh, an appropriate choice for this kind of game. But I want to talk more about Donkey Kong, because I think Donkey Kong is the more interesting one to discuss here. There's a few things that make me want to lean Donkey Kong in this debate. One, where's our villain? We don't have one. No other character on this roster can fill an antagonistic slot besides Donkey Kong. We also have no character besides perhaps Fighter Hayabusa who could be considered large to have a different, uh, different, a different uh, model of a character, a different archetype. He, he fits these slots that Junior just would not. And if you think about it from a perspective of marketing, who would who are fans going to want to see fight? Mario versus Link, that's hype. Mario versus Donkey Kong, that's going to be hype. Mario versus Donkey Kong Junior, I don't think there's nearly as much hype in that. The, the two original Nintendo characters fighting it off again, but in a whole new world. I think that's a good marketing strategy. It definitely is. I, I do think at the time where Nintendo was, that probably wouldn't be the route they'd go. I think Junior would be in, but that's not an argument here. An observation. It's also just hard to talk about Junior in general because he doesn't have... 
the history comparison between them is just not there, which is not necessarily fair to DK Jr. because future knowledge, but we can't fully write that out. Right. It, it's we have less material to really pull from and theorize. If we think of them as contemporaries, yeah. Yeah. I do feel like there is only room for one of them, though. I don't think we can I argue agree. both. We'll see where the where this conversation leads. It sounds like you're saying let's discuss other characters and circle back. No, we'll I be don't. back in ten more days. <laughs> see you all then. Bye, everyone. I think, I think there's we we've had the discussion. I, I don't think talking about Fighter Hayabusa and Takamaro is going to change our opinion on Taki Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. I don't either. Unless that opinion is we don't include either Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We're done with this discussion. Yep. Bye, guys. No, the Kongs aren't in. <laughs> yeah, Stanley's in. Sorry. Oh, oh Stanley. Yes. Oh, wow. I want to make a move set for him someday. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's it going to be? Donkey Kong. To me, it's Donkey Kong. Once again, I stand alone and you're both wrong, but I respect it. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I loosely respect it. And in, in, in the general... In the in the general sense, and in, in the general sense of of wanting this conversation to move forward, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Who we're going to talk about next? Is there any character that people have a particular strong feeling towards that we just we need to discuss this choice? Because right now we have four characters. There are only four left, and we have uh, we have options. Donkey Kong Junior is gone. <laughs> That's what you think. That's what I know. <laughs> Maybe in your video game. I would really like to talk about Nintendo. Okay. Um I I thought about this pick kind of in the context of well first of all with historical knowledge we know NES comes along and Earthbound is localized and it's kind of a hit or miss cult classic where where people like the people who loved it and its marketing scheme like really got into it um but at this point in time Earthbound doesn't exist yet and Mother was never localized to the states and I have no concept of how well it did in Japan um i also think that it it's really interesting to kind of, where ness was kind of that again like a love letter character to to a to a like a, a franchise that maybe didn't like shone with a certain audience but didn't shine universally um and kind of even even in later smash titles we we know with this kind of historical knowledge that I believe Ness was up to be cut in Brawl at one point. And Melee. And Melee. So yeah. I, I kind but of... Then, I, I'm... But then Mother 3 got delayed, so he got to stay in Melee. Interesting. 
So I, I, I just, with, with all of that in mind, I, I kind of think about Ninten, and I almost had Ninten in my roster in, in full transparency, but I, I, I want you guys to, to kind of make the case for Ninten. So um, I'll, I'll speak first, and then Jonah can chime in afterwards. But uh, to, be, to be perfectly honest, Ninten is the lowest priority character on my roster. If he doesn't make it, I'm okay with it. Because like you said, uh, neither none of us are necessarily aware of how popular, uh, how much of a hit the original Mother 1 game was. Uh, it had to have been to some degree, or we wouldn't have gotten Earthbound. But it's, it's hard to say. We just don't have that knowledge of the history of gaming in Japan. Well, one thing I will say in this defense is I don't necessarily think the fact that he didn't get localized is a detractor in this case. Uh, because, I mean, this is the NES. I don't think a lot of games did not get localized. Nowadays, it's a much bigger deal if a game doesn't get localized. It's like, whoa, what happened? But back then, it was not uncommon for a game not to get localized. Like, it, it happened to Takamaru. He didn't get localized. And if we ditched Nintendo for for that reason, then we had to logically ditch Takamaru as well. But, um, so, the, so that argument, I don't think it's necessarily something to be concerned with. But RPG character might be difficult to work in this original Smash. I think there's that to consider because everybody else is action-y uh, to some extent. Erdrick is also kind of has some, some RPG weakness there where additionally, actually both of their games, you don't really see the attacks uh, that we would in, like, in other uh, more modern RPGs. They just like, there's an effect on a screen and that's really all you got. You don't really see how they move around with it. So that, that's an interesting point with them. But Nintendo, yeah, uh, just, we, we know Earthbound got big with Earthbound, the game in NES, but I cannot strongly vouch for Nintendo. I think Nintendo's um, greatest strength is also his greatest weakness, as you say in, in the moveset. Um, even up to Mother 3, there's an element of imperceptibility where um, you really have to picture these PSI moves on your own with the way that the battle screen is set up in the Mother franchise. Um, and I think Erdrick has an easier time, even though they come from the same era of RPGs where, where that was more or less the the uh, standard. Because he's more of a fantasy line character, you slap a sword on him and that's the majority of his standard moveset. Um, as for Ninten, you'd have to get weird. Yeah. Um, so it's it's the hardest to realize me out of these characters as well which is why i mentioned earlier like oh what would his sprite look like they're like oh they just rip it from mother i was like oh that's that's kind of odd um but uh at the same time i mean it there's there's a certain charm for it i think that you know it's one of those characters that came around too not only out of respect for the cult uh following that the series had around the n64 era but also acknowledging uh itoi's work with nintendo long-spanning major developer um, you know, Sakurai was wont to do with, with several of his developer friends, like, oh, we'll toss an S in for Itoi and Snake in for Kojima, uh, that sort of thing. Um, that doesn't necessarily exist here, although Sakurai apparently has time traveled to our dimension, so maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> so something else to consider here is I just looked up the original release date, 
July 27th, 1989. Now that's legal by our rules, but that doesn't give a lot of time for developers of a game like this to be like, hey, this game, this character are popular, let's include them. On that same on that same side of the coin, um, for, for Japan at least, the developers could say, oh, hey, this is the hot new game that we've made and published as a first party title. Let's toss him in to develop it as they uh, to to promote it. True enough. Yep, as they did with Roy, whose game actually wasn't even out yet. And Corin, <laughs> and Byleth, and and <laughs> at least Byleth's game was out. Yeah, yeah. Corin was only out in Japan. Mm-hmm. Through that, but um, I think I I think the argument here is twofold now it's kind of a promotional character and it's the weirdest one on the roster you want you want some guy to use weird pseudoscience magic powers in an nes game okay there you go but it is an odd pick there there's honestly not a lot of ground to argue the merits from some technical perspective like oh they sold all these units they you know it's not there plus uh much like ness nintendo does not have a psi that damages he is um He's a support boy. Mm-hmm. Whoever the girl... Oh, yeah, Anna. Anna, Anna taught Ninten these moves. Teddy taught Ninten how to beat the shit out of his opponents. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Part of the fun of, of Ness and Lucas as characters as well is the kind of fun, flashy, crazy effects that you get from their PSI attacks. Yeah. Um, and... Frankly, on the NES, like that kind of graphical effect wasn't super widespread yet. Like it really starts to come into its own when you have a more powerful graphics processing unit or um, some sort of, well, at least some sort of ability to do graphics with wider graphical memory with the Super Nintendo and other. Um, so I, I kind of think that Nintendo to me doesn't have a ton of appeal. Um, when it comes to a move set, like he's got his bat, sure, but he, like, what else does he kind of have going for him at this point in time? The flashy effects aren't quite there yet, and what? Yeah, he can throw a lamp. <laughs> sure, I hear you. I I hear I hear the argument. Um, yeah, it is interesting. You you had that with with certain top shelf developers uh blaster master i think was a good example of of firm particle effects and and what they can do on an NES. sure um kirby's adventure as well but those were later titles totally um so i don't know we do you feel like we should make a decision now or maybe revisit this character after we talk about a few more I think there is merit to Ninten, but of course. Uh, Ebit has a lot of good points with it. I, I, I could I could be convinced to cut him right now. I could be convinced to wait a little bit, discuss a couple other characters first, and then see if, okay, is there room for him after that point? But even then, right now we have four slots left, nine characters to consider. I don't think it would be wrong of us to narrow the playing field and remove a few of them. All right. Yeah, let's let's do it then. I don't think that we're going to be he's going to be up for discussion later anyway, to be honest. 
streamline where you can streamline because the rest of this is going to be a mess anyway. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. Maybe you'll get your chance another day or Ness will. Probably not. I th if Nintendo made it here, maybe Ness wouldn't have made it later on. Yeah. I Almost assuredly, yeah. I think if if like they're they're virtually the same characters. So if yeah. if we think about them as being like, um, like I'm sure they have s vaguely slightly distinct personality traits or whatever. But I think that their design is so so similar, and even kind of the the archetypes that are present in in Mother One versus Earthbound. Yeah. Um. Like I, I truly think that Ness Ness will probably have more of a chance in the sun in in a, a subsequent episode, uh, versus Nintendo doesn't quite have the staying power. Um, but maybe maybe if we if we put him in, then he would have staying power in that universe. But to me, I just don't I don't see it. Agreed. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Who do we talk about next? All right. We have three that are shared, Pit, Little Mac, Takamaru, and then there are the solo adventurers, Fighter Hayabusa and Mock Rider. I kind of feel like the debate, the next best debate to go with at this point is, and this could be, this could be neither character even, but I feel like Little Mac and Fighter Hayabusa occupy the same niche for this kind of a roster, and I... it's one or the other. Could very well be. Could very well be. Okay, who's going first? I'd like to hear what you think about Fighter Hayabusa. This yeah, is not a character too, I'm very familiar with. Yeah. This is the character, this was my initial choice, where I'm like, I want to pick things that I know others won't, kind of for the sake of the discussion. I'm not going to be beat up and, and upset if he's not chosen. That already happened. Not like there. Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, I'll keep mentioning <laughs> But um, at the same time, it's it's an interesting realm to kind of traverse because yes, little little Mac and Punch Out had major success in the West, in particular, um, turning into a crossover with Mike Tyson, turning into um, tournaments across the U.S. I, I think some sort of mention in a movie or something. I may I may be mistaken um by that same token um pro wrestling did not have that same identity in the u.s it was slightly worse selling there was a 600,000 unit gap um between punch outs overall sales at 3 million versus pro wrestling's at 22.4 million um Kind of funny how how popular. I'm, I'm sorry. Can you repeat those numbers to me? I missed that. Oh, Punch Out at three million and Pro Wrestling at two point four million. So, um, yeah, interesting, interesting times. Sorry, are you, are you both still with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just still um, I was okay. having to check something, and I missed what those numbers were. I couldn't remember. I couldn't catch, like, which one was more. It, it was Punch-Out. It was Punch-Out. I, I think, you know, given the times, a lot of games were bumping around those numbers. It's it's almost negligible, um, the, the sales difference, at, I feel. Um, with that being said, uh, pro wrestling 
was a slightly earlier title, and it, it kind of exists in the space where this was an opportunity to play around with which, like, sports-adjacent character are we going to deal with? Um, and I chose Hayabusa over Little Mac or other options, like ice hockey players or, or a baseball player or whoever. Um, again, for you also mentioned Starman as as a kind of sharing the same space as as Fire Hayabusa. Can you can you go over again why why like what's the significance of Starman as a character, and why would you pick Fighter Hayabusa over them? I I think part of that is just. Um, if you look at the two characters between Fighter Hayabusa and Starman, Fighter Hayabusa is just generic-looking wrestler guy, big buff, he's got the championship belt on him. Starman has a little bit more of a more unique design, though not the most unique design character in that game, uh, where he's wearing this whole pink bodysuit that covers up his face and has a blue star over it. Because, you know, star, man, he's a lucha wrestler versus Fighter Hayabusa, who's more wrestler-wrestler. And then mm -hmm. there's also to an element of smash boards and general modern day smash discussion where people look more at Starman because of that more unique quality of the kind of out there design and just being a luchador. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the popularity for Starman now in today's smash community. But um, I eschewed Scarman in this discussion uh, because Fighter Hayabusa is the guy on the box. He's he's the first possible character on the character select screen. You may roll over um, by traditional means and and right down to his looks, where he is that typical, you know, the prototypical wrestler. Uh, that's why I chose him over Starman or other characters in the game. Um, as far as his, as far as why I chose him over Little Mac or other characters, um, I think a grappling character. In the loosest sense of the word, like you know, he might have a, few, a couple of specials where he he throws in the exact same way, or or um, shoulder shoulder bumps somebody, or um, steals Incineroar's side B. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, I I put him in a in a separate weight class for most of the characters and. Uh, he again. There's not necessarily a wrong answer, but I, I picked the one that could jump. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it's, you ain't no way a fighter, fighter Hayabusa. <laughs> just pick. It's interesting picking these choices at the time because obviously Little Mac would be the choice we would pick now in contemporary times of the two. Um, but these guys were mono e mono back in the day. So uh, again. Offbeat choice. Chose it for partially for the sake of being offbeat, but I think there's a real argument there. Fair enough. Yeah. That is fair. I mean, we've, we've talked about potentially making an episode out of a character like uh, Fighter Hayabusa or Starman, just because, like, trying to envision what you would do with a character like that. But. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there someday, I'm sure. Oh, most likely. Without a doubt. Already done a hundred. Who's not? Who's to say we're not going to do a thousand episodes? Me. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many years that would be? We. I don't. I. Well, season episode two hundred will be season eight. But essentially, <laughs> essentially, it's going to be every four seasons we'll hit a we'll hit a hundred episodes. 
Yeah. God, no. <laughs> we we will have maybe moved on to another podcast by then. Yeah, PlayStation All-Stars, Battle Royale. Gosh, I was going to suggest something like we talk about TV or something. Jono and Zantox last airbender retrospective with a bit of Scooby-Doo tossed in. James Gunn's Scooby-Doo to specify. <laughs> yes. And James Pond as well. Our, our retro game review. Bubsy, play, have to play through all of them. Nope. Moving on. Uh, wrong. All right. So that's Jono's pitch for Fighter Hayabusa. Uh, let's chat Little Mac. Uh, as far as my perspective on his concerns, like, first of all, there's several Punch-Out games at this point. There's Punch-Out has been on both Arcade and NES, and there's been, I, I think Super Punch-Out might have been out by this point, maybe. I'm not confident, and now I want to check. Let's see here. Uh, oh, no. Super Punch-Out did not exist. That would be 1994. But uh, what about, but the other thing with Punch Out, I'm also checking to see if this existed yet. Uh, oh, it did. Uh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Uh, 1987 is when uh, it released on the NES. Wow. Celebr not yeah. There there were some other games that exist that you know had like some celebrity uh, involvement. Uh, I don't know if this one was in by 1989, but. We all know Shock Fu, right? You know, greatest game to ever be made. Greatest game ever. Absolutely. And I, I feel like having Mike Tyson be attached to the Punch-Out! franchise and then having the guy that beat Mike Tyson in this Nintendo fighting game, I think I think there's something to be said for that. Not, not even just like on the character alone, but approaching things from like a marketing perspective. I think there's something that you can do with that. I think it's interesting that Mike Tyson, you know, he, obviously the money was involved, but that he, that he, knowing the kind of person he is, allowed a fictional video game character to beat the crap out of him and beat him in a battle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he also found out, like, there, there's some interview with him, like, years after, uh, I want to say it was after the Wii version of Punch-Out!, some guy, it might have been leading up to, I'm not really sure, some guy asked him, was like, oh yeah, did you hear that they're making another Punch-Out! game, but they're not having you in it? And his response was essentially something plain, he was like, well, it's not going to be as good without uh, me in it, it's, it's just not going to do well. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> okay, sure. Mike Tyson these days sells CBD gummies that are ear-shaped. Just as a sidebar. That is that is a good sidebar. <laughs> Why didn't Have we pick them? Him? No. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I I I kind of I I do like the idea about the about Fighter Hayabusa and 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 Little Mac filling the same niche, and I I kind of think that even just looking at them. On the screen, as as we've been talking, um, I kind of think that they, if you if you kind of narrow your eyes a little bit, you start to see that they're very similar characters, and um, it's it pretty much yeah. you have a boxer versus a wrestler. Yeah, and and I, I do kind of think that with with legacy, but also with with uh, the celebrity crossover, I I kind of think Little Mac is the is our go to on this one. But who's to say if if Little Mac makes the final roster? It's true. 
I do think that from this discussion, we can probably say, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Fighter of Hayabusa is out. Is that fair to say, Jono? Yeah. I guess. It's two to one again. What can I say? It's the trend. Trend of the hour. <laughs> True but enough. Yeah, I think, I think um, Little Mac's a fine choice. I think Fighter Hayabusa would be more fun to play as, frankly, but that's not here nor there. I tend to agree. I, I tend to agree, but I, I think that for me, the popularity of the character and the kind of marketing appeal of the character that, you know, fought this legendary boxer as in and um, and won, like, I kind of think that that has more mainstream appeal, at least maybe maybe that's, again, a Western centric opinion, though, that's right. versus that's, pro that's wrestling. Fair. I don't, be- I don't believe Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was available in Japan, although you could make the argument that they are gearing this towards the Western market nonetheless because it's their, their primary market. It could be our one Western character. Potentially. We, we'll, we'll see where the, rest of the, where, where the rest of the discussion goes. All right, but to confirm, Little Mac not being added to the roster yet, but Fighter Hayabusa is being dashed. Wait, why aren't we adding Little Mac to the room? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, just because the debate wasn't necessarily, if we're strictly speaking, adding one of them right now. It was more like, okay, we'd only have one of them. Mm-hmm. Which one would it be? And if we're okay. saying Little Mac here, then Hayabusa, we could st- Little Mac could still not make it over other characters. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I kind of want to talk through this then as well because if we think about uh fighter hayabusa versus somebody like mock rider like or takamaru does does he have a strong character identity independent uh, like enough so that we could include both characters is there room for both i uh i i tend to you know versus mock rider versus takamaru I don't I don't I don't think so only because these are both these are both sportsmen right they're both athletes that fill the athletic niche um, whereas Takamaru and Mock Rider do represent other genres other character archetypes I agree so I so I feel like Hayabusa is probably out at this point um but Mock Rider or Takamaru, or Little Mac, maybe next. We'll we'll see where that discussion goes. All right. Let's look at them, then. We've got four made. We're narrowing things down here a bit. Nintendo and Fighter Hayabusa have been taken down. It's Right now, we have a battle between Pit, Little Mac, Takamaru, and Mock Rider. We'll talk about the third parties eventually. I figure when we have one slot left... Then we'll talk about third parties versus whatever Nintendo has left, and we'll hash that out. Mm-hmm. But for now, it's these four. Theoretically, all four of them could get in, but for now, let's only add in three of them. Do we have strong opinions either way about any of them? <clears throat> I think Takamaru is the strongest pick out of any of them at this point. That's interesting, because despite Takamaru being on my roster, I think Takamaru is the weakest option of all of them. Ooh. 
Interesting, because I think uh, Takamaru and Pit are the strongest two. Huh. Well. <laughs> it's like, like, in my opinion, between these four, Takamaru and Pit have the strongest um, uh, NES ignoring, attempting to ignore uh, in the future, have the strongest NES uh, presence between these four. Uh, I, I think they both fit themselves very well to something like this. And then following that, it becomes a debate between Little Mac and Muck Rider. Fascinating. So he, here's here's where I'm at with it. And, and um, like, I, I, I think that, for me, Little Mac is, is a fairly iconic character of the time. And I, I'm really surprised it took so long for him to appear in Smash. Yeah. Uh, when it's such a, like, a, such a pivotal game at this point in time he's a he's a great retro representative kind of got a cult following maybe maybe that's kind of because of the internet resurgence of the character but um i kind of think little mac is i think of little mac as being a very um contemporary choice in in and like if we're if we're talking about being in the developer's shoes at this point in time i think little mac is the strongest of the four characters we have remaining just the most, the most iconic, the most staying power, and the most, um, you know, similarities to a fighting game that that we'll have. Um, so if we're if we're making Smash Bros for the NES, I think Little Mac is is a no brainer choice, and I think that he, you know, is kind of your archetypal fighter. Like he he's he's got the appeal, he's got the move set, and like he will be the fighting game character the fighting character Shit. everyone else you kind of have to come up and get a little creative with their weaponry and their equipment in their original games little mac you've got a move set hand carved out and maybe to that tune it's a little similar to what we were saying about captain falcon in the n64 the rumor about captain falcon for um him being a, a holdover from when it was maybe a more the wireframes were more about you know a, a muscular fighting character i think that little mac is the easiest to make uh as your first character in a fighting game well shit <laughs> um this is why we brought on guests for this Mm -hmm. Love that 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 response. Mm -hmm. The little Mac is, is a strong pick. He he is a strong pick. Before we before we advance any of these four, though, uh, I guess I should explain my stance on Takamaru at this point. Funnily enough, he was not on my roster, but but I do think probably <laughs> about him at, at this point. Um, you, even though I made the point earlier with Little Mac, you know you're looking at a character that's very strongly perceived with the Western audience. Uh, this still is a, a Japanese-developed game, and Murasame Castle was a very uh, influential title in, in the early days of the of the Famicom in, in Japan. Um, and it's actually kind of interesting that it never made its way over here. But, um, you know, to that extent, he, he fills a samurai archetype. He can certainly square off against Link and Erdrig, even though they're also sword-fighting characters, as a, as a very distinctive type of sword fighter. Um, I think you can make that distinction even in with the limited hardware. 
Um, as far as standard, as far as specials go, there there are a few. There are several from the original game that I don't think you would have to go. You would have to stray too far from the original formula to make happen in Smash. Um, as you see with his assist trophy, he has that multi-directional uh, projectile scythe. Um, you can turn it to something. He has traditional kunai and, and fireball-based attacks. Um, very, uh, bow and arrow, various uses of his sword. So th there's, there's, there's a number of things there, um, and I think that there's no better representative of the originating country that this game is being developed from than Takamaru. Interesting. Xantok, mm -hmm. your take? So let's talk about Pit. <laughs> what? I said Come that on. I thought Pit and Takamaru were the strongest two. You two are talking about Takamaru and Little Mac, so I'm going to talk about Pit. <laughs> Alright then. So, Kid Icarus, first of all, the game is hell to play. Oh my god, I suck at it. It's just... <laughs> I am not an NES gamer, let's be real. But I did uh, recently watch a full-on LP of the original game, uh, put together by, you know, Proton John and Lucogen, two great people to play games. But uh, it, it was a good thing, because I was able to see how the entire game plays out, because I hadn't actually seen the entire game in its fullness before watching that. My only real experience was Kedekris Uprising, which, amazing in its own right, but doesn't exist yet. But um, Kid Icarus, it's the, it's the little brother of Metroid. Um, it's still popular in its own right. We got this little angel boy who can jump, flat flutter his wings a little bit. He's got his bow uh, with arrows that can get stronger as he goes through his journey. Uh, he also gets a little hammer that he can use to destroy things with. And then, you know, he has his three sacred treasures that he can use for uh, to fight as well. You know, his bow becomes the bow of light or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't remember. Uh, he has the wings of Icarus that allow him to fly much better. But I think more importantly, he has the mirror shield. And we were talking about earlier about like what kind of attacks, attack limitations they might have. Maybe you only have a standard and, and a down. Or maybe it's just a standard. For, for Pit, absolutely the bow would be his standard. But his down would be the, the mirror shield. And it could be that very unique, he's the first character with a reflector. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love the moveset potential for Pit, and that's why I included him on my list as well. I also think, you know, looking back at the NES era from a present-day point of view, he's one of the most distinctive characters from that time. Yeah. It's just called approaching it um, with a modern lens because we're not technically supposed to be doing that. Um, and so if you, you enter this era of the late 80s, I, I think Pit still had a, a strong identity uh, maybe maybe B tier, um, but he was still certainly around. Um, how do you feel about the argument Jake made earlier, where where he said, you know, there there there's this open space platforming adventure title, and Kid Icarus and Metroid kind of fill that same space because a lot of the discussions we've been having, like Little Mac versus Fighter Hay Hayabusa, for instance, it's okay we can't have Hayabusa and Little Mac because they're both from sports games. The same argument for Pit and Samus. I don't think they do share the same slot. I, I understand the thought process, but I don't think they do. 
I, I think while they have like you know there's the they were built in a similar way between the two of them they're still both very different games in my opinion Metroid very sci-fi Kid Icarus I, medieval's not quite the right word but you know Greek mythology that's not really a whole big high tech kind of a thing Metroid is more about you know you're going you're on an alien planet you're exploring through you're using your ammo to shoot through doors and unlock areas it's you unlock power-ups and you have to go back to different places uh, shooting down big bosses as you're getting access to more and more areas of this place and then all of a sudden uh-oh things are blowing up it's time to go Kid Icarus there's no there's no um, backtracking it's you're just escaping through hell and then you're uh, going up to earth and then up to Skyland to go save your goddess there's no going back on anything yeah there's some big boss fights but you don't have like the big upgrade system that Metroid has there's their similarities are 2d field where you can shoot things I do see Jake's point that he made earlier although I do tend to disagree with it I, I'm on your side with that argument because I do feel like thematically um, it's so profoundly separate that I don't think many people would be most of the audience would not be coming at it from that perspective. Mm. Um, that being said, I just don't know where Pit lands on my scale right now. Well, there's one other character here that we haven't talked about yet. Mm -hmm. so and you this? are Mock Rider. I am not, and I am Mock Ryden. <laughs> an interesting choice, I must say. Not one I oh, disagree, yes. but I want to hear Jake's reasoning. Yeah, I, I think that for me, the reason of, of picking Mock Rider is is probably breaking the rules of, of this uh, this particular format a little bit. If not, at, at the very least, it's bending it. And it's because I'm acting with the historical knowledge of, you know, Captain Falcon um or or maybe say uh mock rider being a fairly prominent game in terms of well i don't i don't even know if it's that prominent but you know it, it has appeal through smash bros a technical, a technical wonder it was definitely that technical wonder it has some some legacy appeal through smash between being on the big blue th uh the alternate theme of big blue and melee uh, the trophy of Mock Rider, it's clear that Mock Rider was fairly close to being involved in Smash Melee. Um, and he, he, the Mock Rider himself, has a lot of appeal in the same sense that Captain Falcon does. Wide open space for characterization. Um, you never really see him leave his vessel, although, you know, you can see more of the Mock Rider himself versus captain falcon you just see his face um but i do think that mock rider presents kind of an interesting space for um building a new character from scratch and in this alternate timeline it, it's it's a, a faceless character who you get to you as a developer get to provide this cool blank slate of a character i'm not so married to having mock rider on our final agreed upon roster. I think that realistically of these four characters that we're debating through, he is the outlier. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of historical legacy behind him. He only had the one game. 
Um, and and really, he's he, uh, you know, who's to say that with with um, like without Fox, without Captain Falcon, without other characters that you didn't see outside of their vehicles, like what would would Nintendo have even picked to make such a character at this point in time? When they have other options, like say Fighter Hayabusa from from Pro Wrestling or Takamaru or Little Mac to choose from, that's a fair point. It's an interesting point that you make. Um, at on that same measure, I mean, we we know the certain things you could do, you could do with Mock Rider out of the bike, and I think if totally if push comes to shove, one of his his de facto special could probably just be running people over with the bike. <laughs> Wario side special. Look at look at other side scrolling, you know, games of, of the era as well though, that that were racing adjacent or, or like maze like games where you pilot a vehicle. There there was a City Escape at the time. Very, very early arcade NES port, uh, managed to have a, a vehicle you know, a car, uh, playable on a two D plane. Uh, who's not to say you can slap Mock Rider in his bike at all times. Oh, as as I know, Lister hates that idea, even in modern iteration. <laughs> it's um, just hard to envision it working. Right. Although, um, I think in an NES scope, it's it's a little easier. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a cheaper. It's a, it's a not a cheaper, a simpler plane. You know, you you slap him on a on a bike, and his standard special is shooting, and his up special is popping a wheelie. So you so what you're saying yeah. is for his senior special he wields. A gun. Yeah, the, those dual machine guns on the side of the bike. Um, yeah, it's a, it's and he's kind of a bruiser character. Like if you put him outside of the car, outside of the bike, rather, he can use the oil slick from from Mock Rider or the um, chain from Mock Rider as a whip. There, there's there's stuff to do there. Um, it is it is naturally the outlier pick, right? I mean. Takamaru Pit and Little Mac are, are more so titans of their era. Mock Rider was also well regarded, but but not to the same degree. It's not to say that it doesn't have a place here. It's it's an interesting point of discussion. It's, it's the wild card. Thinking critically about uh, about for example, like the speeding through the stage aspect of it, I don't. I'm not sure that in programming world like in the in a programming stance like you you wouldn't necessarily be able to create that illusion of speed in a in a fighting game just with graphical refresh times and, and even like graphical trickery that you could do it seems like it would be a stretch to to sell the fantasy of the character i think i, I, think, uh, precise, I, I think that's precisely why games where you're piloting a vehicle like mock rider were on a 3d scape not just to make um people go wow it's on a 3d plane but also f from the processing angle as well um you know you're not actually moving at super high speeds it's in a game like pole position or mock rider um i don't know i i don't think he has to move exceptionally fast that's why i mentioned city escape it's it's a pretty mm -hmm. game where you're moving it pretty standard speed I, I think I, I I think Jake is right though I, I think he's right about that I think the speed is an, an incredibly strong point because we, we've we said like looking at the Sakurai angle on this Sakurai 
with, is going to look at a character on a bike, and he's going to go, this character needs to be faster than these other characters. It needs to be very noticeable. They're on a fucking bike. And if they're not, then he's not going to add that character. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm in a place where I think Mock Rider can probably safely be eliminated from the list. If we do that, then that essentially means we can safely add in all of Pitt, Little Mac, and Takamaru, and then it just becomes a debate between the third parties. Right, because the rule in place is we can only pick one third party. Exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Agreed. All right. In that case, Mock Rider is gone. Pitt, Little Mac, and Takamaru are all making it in. Okay. All right. While I work, while I have the, the graphics for that, let's have one of you two start with your argument for your third parties. All right. I suppose I will help rip off the proverbial band-aid with the third party discussion. <laughs> uh I'm going to make sure I'm not wrong here. Um, besides, besides Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to find out where this is going. Dragon Quest Three is the best-selling third-party title on the NES and Famicom. Wow. Uh-huh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has... A one point zero five, not about a one hundred thousand sale lead over it, and those were the Ninja Turtles. They were huge, still kind of are. Um, so there's that to take into account. So it's it's funny, right? Because mo- most of that is ubiquitous with Japan. I feel like you know Dragon Quest was popular at the time of the stage, but nowhere near the fever pitch cultural frenzy that it has remained in Japan. Um, although uh, break down to that, Dragon Quest was not popular in the states in the, when it when it started out. It mm-hmm. very much did not do nearly as well uh, in um, the states. It, that's actually covered in the Final Fantasy video I was talking about, where uh, the Square Enix devs were pretty much celebrating the fact that holy shit, we outsold Dragon Quest in the states. Oh my god, we might make it somewhere. It's yeah. funny that you said Square Enix and <laughs> Square Square out of habit. Square, yes, <laughs> when right. truly Square Soft would have been like having a or Square just Square at the yeah. time probably. It would yeah just Square at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having yeah. a field day about Enix and taking them down, and then look where they are now. Yeah, they're at last. I mean, there there were um, there were a bunch of people that thought that Square was crazy, but also brave as hell for trying to challenge Dragon Quest when it was the only uh, RPG on consoles at the time. They're just like, you're you're going to try and compete with them? Oh boy, let's see what happens! <laughs> and it's easy to see why, right? Like, if, as Jono says, the, the, the number one best-selling NES third-party game is Dragon Quest 3. You'd kind of have to have some cojones to to go up against that and dq3 wasn't even out yet by this time i almost i said dk3 anyway uh (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's that point. It, it, it was a cultural phenomenon at the time, at least overseas, um, which I do think accounts for something. You know, if, if the argument for Little Mac could be the influence it had in the West, we can certainly have the influence it had in the East be an argument as well. Um, besides that, R RPGs, I feel, you know, they've been consistently a strong genre, but JRPGs at the time, um, again, at least in, at least overseas, were tremendously celebrated, huge, huge, like humongous bestsellers consistently across the board um, in, in the PC market and then Dragon Quest um, penetrating the console market. Um, so it's 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 a progenitor franchise, and that was kind of my primary argument. But and and from the character perspective too. Um, you get a little bit of that awkwardness. I think you can perceive it that way with, like, the idea of Ninten, um, a little bit, since Dragon Quest was one of those titles as well, um, back in the day where, where you're, you're playing it and you, you have this kind of imperceptible, um, look at these attacks where it's like, oh, Erdrick used Frazzle, and then it's just like, boom, 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 boom on the screen. Um, I do think it's more easily translatable than Nintendo, whereas Nintendo's dealing with mind-based powers, um, psychological stuff. Uh, Erdrick is dealing with fairly traditional magic with, with funny names. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you give them ice powers or, or wind or, or fire. You can't really go wrong with, with any, with any of the traditional Dragon Quest spells for, for his specials, and there's a number of them. Uh, then you just let him wield his his iconic sword, call it a day. Um, it would it would be a hype driver, for sure. That's basically it. Fireball and other associated spells. Yeah. <laughs> but I think about Erdrick as well, and it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Like you, you're right. You're not. You're certainly not. It's a whatever we got whatever we would get in an nes smash bros it's a far cry from the very fun creative and unpredictable move set of the the hero that we get in ultimate later on like it's gonna have to be way simplified and not quite the same type of love letter to not only the character but also the franchise um which has over time accumulated so much charm and 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 wit and um so and could, polish so you could say the same for most characters oh naturally but but i think about like you know making making a move set for for the hero or the luminary now and then like going back and looking at what we could probably have done with the same care what would have been within the realm of possibility for the same character in melee or n64 smash but even further than that like this era nes era like i i think of erdrick and i think of similar tools and similar ideas as maybe like a link or a, or a pit where you've got you know some magic spells you've got some tools in your toolkit but primarily you have a sword right fair point But 
that said, you know what? Dragon Quest is a pretty iconic franchise, especially in Japan. And that can't be undersold at all. So what about uh, Simon Belmont? Yeah. So I, <laughs> despite being his backer, I actually think that I probably can't present as strong a case for Simon Belmont as you did for Erdrich. Really? Um, okay. I, I... I personally think that Simon Belmont would like he's first of all a what he has going for him he's already on a side-scrolling plane so we assume I I think one of the major assumptions we've been making but maybe it hasn't been spoken yet is the this is going to be a side-scrolling fighter game Simon has sprites that are in that profile and all his moves are oriented towards that profile so he translates relatively well in the first place um he has the same kind of build as like a link or a samus or a pit or a mario where they take up the same kind of general space on 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 the map um i do think that um like for for Simon in particular, he he has some interesting stuff going on. He's got the whip. He's got a number of power ups that are iconic and and dynamic. For example, the cross, which you can kind of use to set up some cool projectile based attacks. It's it's a, a more well. You know what? Now that I think about it, how different is it really than Link's boomerang? It's it's a little different, but only only so much. You throw it, it comes back, and, and it goes past you if you jump over it, but yeah, more or less the same. Yeah. I think the arguments that I would make for Simon, uh, well, first of all, outside of a gameplay perspective, he has five games by this point in the timeline. Does he That's, really? I was yes. looking at... Now, to be fair, they're not all Simon. That There's Castlevania, there's Vampire Killer, uh, Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest, Haunted Castle... Uh, actually, I guess this is more than five. Uh, Castlevania The Adventure and Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse are all out by this point. Is wow. Simon the main character in all of them? No. But I think at that point in the timeline, it would still probably be Simon that they would choose between Castlevania characters outside Chance of Trevor, since he would be the brand new baby boy at that time. But mm. here's why I don't think it's Trevor. Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse came out December twenty second, nineteen eighty nine. So I don't know that they'd go Trevor, unless, again, there's the whole promotionary uh, viewpoint to look at. Right. But, um, nasty. Right. Uh, otherwise, with Simon and Castlevania, uh, with his whip, he would have, uh, maybe outside of Donkey Kong, it'd be between the two of them for an NES kind of a smash, the longest range for a melee hit of all characters. And that's something to put in his unique bucket. Uh, as far as like other tools concerned, uh, the, and worry about the cross being like the boomerang. Well, true. There's also the uh, holy. What what is it? Holy water. I think it is that he throws. Yeah. Uh, that that they could do instead to like lay a trap down, or the axe that flies upwards at a different kind of angle that other attacks would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the I think, you know, there's ways to orient it to make it more unique compared to Link and other characters and. The moveset essentially writes itself in, in, in a very similar way that it did in Ultimate for Simon. Um, we, we talked about characters who 
you know, may have better promise if we stave off on them and, and introduce them later on. But I, I think Simon is somebody who can who can one to one naturally involve if he were to be included now. Um, I think he's a very strong choice. It was close to being my choice. Um, I kind of felt like someone would have ended up presenting him, so I I veered. Um, but yeah, nat naturally naturally a strong choice as a platforming character already coming from that gothic perspective. It's a it's a new angle that would otherwise be unrepresented. And he is the most ubiquitous franchise from from a sheer, like, these games are on the in the arcades, on the MSX, on the NES, right now, and there are six of them. Uh, that's something that Mega Man nor, nor Erdrick could say. They could say, oh, I have two games out or, or three games out, not six. So uh, now all this stuff is Mega and in comparison to these two, other two, Mega Man's the baby boy because his he's he's only had two games by now, uh, between nineteen eighty seven and nineteen eighty eight. So he's got mm -hmm. a lot less history behind him than the other two, but I think it's just as strong, honestly. Uh, his games play very differently than um, either Erdrick or Simon do. Uh, it's it is two D scroll or uh, side scrolling platformer, but Mega Man is all about projectiles. That's all he has. Hell, mm -hmm. even in Smash, uh, Sakurai 4 went the traditional uh, A combo of punch, punch, kick, and these, um, the side smash of being some kind of physical move with Megbuster shots, which is right. wild. And still, sometimes when I play as a deck, I'm like, oh, right, <laughs> I can't do physical attacks really outside of like aerial moves or up and down smash. Hmm. I've changed my strategy a little bit because I'm typically, you know, an in-your-face brawler when I play Smash. So Mega Man's a little bit rough for me. <laughs> but one thing that Mega Man absolutely has, um, gameplay-wise, is a lot of different projectile attacks. Uh, he ha he gets he gets a weapon for every uh, Robot Master he defeats in the Mega Man games. In the first game, there were six. In Mega Man 2, there were eight. That's a lot of attacks to choose from. Arguably, he has more tech options than any other character that we're considering here. But, as we've mentioned, limited uh, moveset, he's not going to need all of those options anyways. Which ones right. would he get? Uh, hard to say. I mean, even back then, I would Mega Man 2 would probably be declared the more popular game over Mega Man 1, and that's why Sakurai uh, had most of Mega Man's moveset be uh, pulled from Mega Man 2, including uh, with all the... Um, uh, the custom moves that he had in Smash 4. So they could give him a uh, Crash Bomber, for example, that could still be his uh, his standard special, unless they just have it be Mega Buster and they let him kick in this reality. Who the hell knows? Uh, I don't have offhand who the other Roadmasters were, but Crash, Man, Cra Crash Bomber is one of the most iconic uh, weapons in the Mega Man series. Mm -hmm. It's it, it, that one and Metal Blade. Uh, Crash Bomber and Metal Blade are, are both up there, and they're both from Mega Man 2. So yeah, I, I, guess... I, I think I think it'd be a pretty good bet that at least one of those two attacks would be utilized for him in an NES Smash. Yeah, in a, in a world where we're saying that there's an up special and a, and a standard, I think either of those two would be the standard for sure. Um, and the up special would probably be, what, Rush Spring again? Um, I'd have to check and see if Rush existed yet. He may not have. 
think he did and two i'm not sure though um then there's that tornado blaster i forgot that yeah they, they could do the tornado for his house special if they wanted to uh no rush did not exist yet rush didn't come into play until Mega Man three wow yeah <laughs> jeez so rush would definitely not be the up special <laughs> like, uh nope let's see what let, let's see what else he could have though for, what what could they make work here uh Air, airman's air shooter could work yeah um i guess they could turn time stopper into a teleport that'd be funky the first teleporting character in smash and it's fucking <laughs> mega man what wild uh too bad we didn't include ninten because then it could have been him <laughs> still not, not too late for us to go back and i mean you're right we could say screw the third parties and throw uh, a previous nintendo character back in here i think for all for all of uh for all of us and all throughout this this episode i think we've been talking about how vital the third party ecosystem has been to nintendo's success at this point in time i think it would be a big surprise for us to not then go ahead and put a third party in. It'd be anticlimactic to not put a third party <laughs> in. To a certain degree, absolutely. All right. Well, we've kind of made our arguments for all three. There's there's certainly cons for each as well, I, I suppose. Um, Erdrick's primary con, I think, is just translating an RPG character from a top-down RPG with an awkward battle system for perceiving those attacks into a 2D plane, especially at this time. Mega Man, I think you could fairly say, is that you just had two games at the time. So here, here's a thought. Mm -hmm. Do not say who, but does anybody, between, the three, these, between these three characters, does anybody have a preference for a character that is not the character that you initially presented on your roster? Yes. Speak. Flapjacks. Uh, <laughs> like banana pudding. Sir. <laughs> oh, like not just in general. You want me to say the character? Yes. <laughs> okay. Simon. Why? I think he's the easy. I, I think the argument that he's the easiest to, to, to translate is there, but it, what really sold me was saying that he has the leg up on Erdrick and Mega Man in terms of just sheer amount of releases, and knowing that Capcom, Enix, and Konami were on equal footing as partners to Nintendo at the time, just like uh, it might be a, a, a point of contention, like oh, this is the most, perhaps the most well-known character individual character at the time of the three. Evit? What do you think about that? Interesting. I I also have a preference for a character that is not the character I presented. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I, I also, th I think I was thinking of going with Mega Man initially. Um, I do think that the generation of his moveset is, is fascinating. I've always... Even from back when we were creating movesets, I've always really liked the Robot Master concept of of um, how 
I would at least personally be interested in presenting the Mega Man Mega Man's move set. Um, I I also really like Erdrick as a pick. Like I I think that Erdrick is is kind of um, if we didn't have Takamaru on the roster, I think that the the compelling argument about Erdrick is that yeah he's way more popular in the west or in the east rather um and he then fits the mold of being the the rep for for um for being in uh a very popular juggernaut type character in japan mm-hmm. oh, man i like i almost am convinced by both of you like i i i kind of think that both of you have very compelling arguments about that leave me kind of feeling a little bit like maybe yeah simon isn't necessarily the pick i would go with interesting okay man i thought me asking that question would make this easier and bring things to a close and it has just made it worse because <laughs> <laughs> i i would say like yes i love my mega man my boy in blue but if i had to pick another character it would be simon uh, like, like I mentioned before, when I was building my roster and I got down to that third party slot, it was I, I was going back and forth in my mind: Mega Man or Simon? Which which one is it? And I would be happy. I mean, I'd be happy with either of these three characters, but Simon and Mega Man, in my in my mind, the way I look at things, they're above and beyond. Other any other third party pick it could possibly be. Bub and Bob. Bub and Bob. I did think about Bub and Bob. Is an interesting idea, and I appreciate that it would be considered. But Bub and Bob does not hold a candle to these three. Yeah. <laughs> Hubert. Worse than Bub and Bob. Oh, uh, Mappy. Worse than Bob and Bob. Taizo Hori. Mm, I'm going to say worse than Bob and Bob, but it's closer. Okay, okay. And, and very interesting indeed. Warrior of Light. Oh, that wouldn't be called. Above cold. Bob and Yes, he would. Oh, it would? I okay. mean, he'd be called a fighter at this point. Because, yeah, if we're at the Dragon Quest 3, Final Fantasy 1 is out by now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Uh Power Procoon. I don't know what that is. Uh <laughs> anyways, let's focus Whoa. here. We we we're already, you know, this is a lengthy episode. Just we knew it was going to be in general, but let's not artificially lengthen this any more than we have to. Kid Dracula. Okay. Mega Man, Erdrick, Simon Belmont. My my thought process is Mega Man or Simon. Uh, uh, I forgot your name. John, no. Wow. <laughs> you you were actually saying that Simon is kind of now your number one when I assume Erdrick is your number two over Mega Man. Ebit, you're now saying Simon is your number three and Mega Man and Erdrick are above that. So we got a whole mess here. <laughs> I've made my case. Simon is, I think, the one that I'm sticking with here. 
I think, like, I, I, I almost don't want to pick Simon because I, I think, I think Simon might be my pick as well. But I almost don't want to pick him because I do feel I Mega Man was so high on my list, and I do feel like Jono had had a very compelling argument for Erdrick. But I also feel like Erdrick might be better served later down the line. Uh, a long, maybe not necessarily analogous to when we released him in this timeline, but but I do think he's better served by a more modern ethos of game design. Whereas I, Simon is more of a fit for this time. I absolutely agree with that. I, I think Erdrick is... If if we weren't restricted by NES limitations, I think Erdrick would be a, a, a very strong choice. But because we are dealing with NES technology here, he is very much held back. Much like other characters would be held back in this kind of a thing. Ice Climbers would not be a good pick for this. They they need the more creativity and ability to do uh, their mechanics that later games would give them. Agreed. And then between oh, yeah. Mega Man and Simon, I mean, the two of them are like a, a, a centimeter away from each other from me. Mm-hmm. Like, J- Jono's feeling Simon... You nominated him. I know you kind of felt less on him as we were talking about all the other characters, but honestly, Simon fits the bill extremely well. He's got more history, more legacy. Uh, he has, uh, unlike Mega Man, who has just like a bunch of options, you pretty much have to choose between them all. And none of them are truly, um, technically speaking, none of them are truly iconic to Mega Man's core character at that point, besides just the Mega Buster. Simon has all his tools right there. Castlevania is already built by the time Simon's first game exists. I think it's Simon. Alrighty. Let's lock it in. Final vote. Let's lock it in. Lock it in. Smasher Dash style. Jono, Mega Man, Erdrick, or Simon. Who's your pick? Simon Belmont. Ebit. Mega Man, Erdrick or Simon, who's your pick? Simon Belmont. Zantok, Mega Man, Erdrick or Simon, who's your pick? Piranha Plant. <laughs> Wait, fuck. Uh, no, Simon Belmont. There you go. I'll write with that. Why is this thing not working correctly? Anyways. <laughs> Mega Man is out. Erdrick is out. Now the goddamn green checkmark could feckin' work. <laughs> oh, I know I didn't. I'm a dumbass. For the time being, I think both characters are certainly ones we'll talk about down the road. That oh, absolutely. Perhaps their fates shall differ in the future. They'll get their chance another day. <laughs> Poor Chrome. That trailer was so mean. Yeah. God. All right, though, let's wrap this up. As an overview, our selected roster is Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Pit, Little Mac, Takamaru, and Simon Belmont. 
honestly, between all these characters, I think they could fight very differently from each other. The two that are the most similar are Link and Pit, but, I mean, swords are going to do that. Mm-hmm. Actually, Pit would not even have a sword at this point in the timeline. He would just have the bow. It's true, yeah. But they're both more ranged fighters, so... But Link, Link is a mix of Pit and Takamaru. Oh, God. <laughs> but that's it. That is our roster. That is uh, our official canon alternate reality Sakurai was brought back in time. Smash Brothers on NES roster. It's not called Super yet. That'll be for the Super Nintendo version. <laughs> Where we'll have another guest and we'll be picking another eight characters to add to the roster for a total of 16. Very nice. Thank you, Ebit, for coming on board, and especially for bringing us the gift of Simon. <laughs> a pleasure to be here, guys, and, and thanks a lot for having me. It was, it was a lot of fun and uh, a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be to pick eight characters in total. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun, but also framing it from the lens of a development standpoint, I can imagine that these conversations become much, much more heated in the scope of an actual fighting game roster creation. Oh, yeah. Almost, Without a doubt. It almost makes me feel happy that that's not my real job. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> I'm torn. If it were my job, Waluigi would be in by now. <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> all right. Well... To make sure this doesn't go any longer than it is, uh, we'll just say that for anybody watching or listening, thank you. It's been nearly three hours. Uh, as a warning, the rest of the series is not going to get any shorter. Strap on in. If you had to watch it in chunks, I would not blame you because we might end up recording some episodes in chunks as we get deeper into this monster of a project. Oh, God. Well, cool. It didn't, honestly. Do what? It didn't feel that long, honestly. I didn't. It, I, yeah. it didn't. But when we get to later episodes where we're debating 25 plus character, or no, we already debated a lot just here. But when we're doing like, you and you, we've talked about how later episodes are going to be, and there's going to be a, a lot of characters on the screen, and I'm already crying about how to make the format work for them. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Oh, God. I, but we have I, to. We have to. <laughs> But I did want to say, for anybody who is intrigued in this uh, kind of project, and you kind of want to try and make your own roster and compare it to what we come up with in the next episode, I'll tell you this. For Super, for Super Nintendo era, the rules are eight more characters, no more than one additional third party, and the cutoff date is December 31st, 1995. So using those rules, what kind of roster would you make? Right. All right. We'll see you all then. The next episode, I believe, will, is going to be scheduled in, I think, six weeks from now. Uh, from the way we're doing this, it's going to be one episode per cycle of normal Supercast for those episodes. So it's going to be there for the next one comes out. But it's the best way to, to, to schedule, to space things out. <laughs> it just, yeah. just is. So we'll see you all yeah. then. See ya. Bye, everyone. Take care.